I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. I was high like the vocal tone of my nigga Booty Brown. Decided to take a ride to see what's really going down. I'm from the north side of town. Of course, I brought a quarter pound of bond hemp. Feeling all right like Johnny Kemp on a Friday night. Looking right because my shit is tight. Blazing blunts the city lights on sunset in Crimson Heights. Bounce to the house of blues and slid in free with tennis shoes, sweatshirt, jeans, and no ID. Soon as I stepped inside the plizz ace, I recognized the fizz ace of an ep with a is ass more amazing than grace. Hey, welcome to the Black Outers Podcast with your host Rod and Karen. And it is a Tuesday edition of the Black Outers, which means we have company, everyone. Places, please. <laughs> it's my man, Jay Trisnae. What's going on, Tris Nathaniel? <laughs> uh, what's going on? A little scrappy cousin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know how that it Mama is. D over there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know how these hoes how all up on ideas, naive. Yeah, you know, it's all right over here in the palace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm actually feeling good today. Went um worked out for the first time in a long mm-hmm. time, getting body ready for this winter time. Played that lunchtime run with yep. the uh, uncoordinated people. Yeah, I didn't really like that run. Ah! Yeah. I, I don't know if I'm going back. Like, Not I, with the uncoordinated people. Is it that bad? Nah, it's, it, it just feels weird, and then like they they get a ball to a couple people, that, and they just let them shoot every time. It's not that fun. What the thing about it? <laughs> it reminds me of the gym that I don't like to play it, which is Dow. Yeah. Um, and it's because there's no, like it's all just I get the rebound, I get to keep it. Yeah, just come down uh, to no shoot. No concept it. of team, but everybody think they yep. know about basketball, and mm-hmm. so it's not fun because. Like, I don't want to play and watch somebody else, if they happen to get all the rebounds, just keep the ball the right. whole time. And, uh, and, and then they don't check their man. Right. So, mm-hmm. I'm like, if you're doing that, I was like, ain't no defense. Everybody about that offense. Yep. You know, they be like, uh, I got 25, dog, we lost. I got 25. Your man lit you for 15. I got 25. <laughs> and you're like, fuck, what's the hell wrong with you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, the level of competition isn't as good. So, it's like. It was maybe like I guess maybe five or six guys out there that you like. Oh, all these guys can ball, mm-hmm. and that's including myself and Rod. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, so it just wasn't fun. It was it was fun because I got to kick it with Rod, but outside of that, um, yeah, it wasn't fun. Yeah, it's a pretty miserable run. I normally do that when I'm just like, man, I would have been sitting around the house anyway. Um, and then this morning I had to put the car in the shop because, uh, I got in a wreck the other day. Um, totally my fault. Uh, nothing major, but that $500 deductible be kicking your ass, dog. Like, right. it was like either have a disfigured car for all this time or pay this deductible. So I, I bit the bullet and paid. It was worth it. Yeah. Yeah. You can't, you can't be escorting Karen around town on y'all, um, dinner dates and right. weekend dates. <laughs> you know with, what I mean? You got car that. looking off fucked up and yeah, shit yeah you got your blemish and stuff on your car it's, yeah i mean I, plus i won't be able to get no hoes in the car with it's all fucked up ah, like sure won't. <laughs> um but uh yeah this is the blackout tips podcast you can find us at the blackouttips.com go on itunes uh stitcher podomatic all that stuff uh leave us five star reviews we promise to read them on the show uh regardless of content just make sure that they're five star reviews uh, the official weapon of the show is the taser and an unofficial sport is bullet ball and bullet ball is street. Oh, he's back. Everybody knows what it means now. <laughs> Shouts out to Mark. You Mark Griffin. <laughs> I have bullet ball. <laughs> what do I have? <sighs> I have bullet ball. <laughs> that, that that little that little like 
before he say I have Boulevard so good. Man, that picture I got of him on my AV. Every time I look at that on Twitter, I just be like, oh, so sad. Yeah. Speaking of sad, we got to talk about True Blood. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, go to blackoutist.com. You guys know what to do. Click on things, uh, like things, leave comments. Getting a lot of feedback lately. Thank you for everybody sending that in. Uh, Got an email last night questioning why we only take five-star reviews. We'll explain that Mm -hmm. Saturday on the feedback show. (laughs) Um but uh you know well we might not even read your email i say you leave a five-star review and put that in the in the five-star review and then we'll tell you why mm-hmm. yeah. um I, I can't believe you're not excited about true blood like i'm excited because i feel like the season almost over see i what episode are we on like I, it's like six or seven yeah how many episodes are we ten are well. we <laughs> like, I, I don't even know that to be true um <laughs> Let me see. I can look it up, though. Uh, I think it's a 10-episode season. I think yeah. all of them are. That's what I thought. Um, what was it? Season 7? Season 12? Um, I don't know. Uh, oh, that was X5. My bad. Uh, yeah, we're only halfway through. <laughs> Damn it, Sam. I remember watching. <laughs> I thought it was on episode 8 next week. <laughs> yeah. See? You pushing forward. Ain't you think, skipping one, Justin? I think this was episode... Uh, Lost Cause was his name. Was yep. this one? Yeah, that was Lost Cause. Oh my God, that was fire. Oh, what what are we gonna do, man? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> people like I I forgot to ch- let me check the email see if people left comments about mm-hmm. True Blood. Real ah! dudes do real things. Last week we did fuck up uh, and say the wrong time period, or two weeks ago and yeah. said it was at 1886 and it was 1986. Our bad. <laughs> Did somebody send it send an email in? Yeah, Miss Chris Boy sent that one in. Um I'm just checking to see if we have whoop we did get one more that blood email. So let's read that before we do the recap, I guess. Or should we read that afterwards? It don't matter. You guys can read it beforehand and, and see if anybody left any reviews on the page. Uh there wasn't any on the page. Okay. Uh what's cracking guys from my man Prince Laron. Your Dat Blood segments caused me to watch an episode, and it was so bad. <laughs> it's a shame, because True Blood used to be my shit. Rod and Justin, what was your favorite storyline back when True Blood was good? My favorite was when Jason's dumbass joined the Fellowship of the Sun, and Godric ended up dying. <laughs> also, when did the show jump to shark, in your opinion? Please keep up the go- keep up doing the Lord's work, Prince Laurent. Aww. All right, Justin, what was your favorite storyline back in the day? Damn, that's so tricky. Yeah. Um, I think I'm gonna damn, go. It's... I think I'm gonna go with uh, when um, Eric was going ham on everybody that hated vampires and was doing shit like showing up to parties and killing people. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I think that was when I I think I liked it then when Eric was still like a badass and before he fucked Sookie and got all soft and shit. Was that season two? Because I'm thinking it's around season two when I. Yeah, it might be season two or three where when I started being like, this is starting to get bad. Mm-hmm. Then they changed writers to like like a who, whole. Who knows? Group. Who knows? Karen? Who knows? No, we, we don't keep up with that. Ah! Um. What about you, man? Anything, any other like favorite plot lines? No, I, I probably got like a favorite episode maybe, and mm-hmm. that was probably maybe the, 
Like I like terror. I like certain characters. Yeah, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily. I don't think I like the show as a whole. Yeah, because if you think about it, it's when they start doing plot lines that they start fucking shit up. Like it's like you'll like a character when they introduce them and then they want them to do something. And it's like let's have her be a lesbian MMA fighter that leaves town for six for six episodes. You're like, wait a minute, I don't want to see that. Yeah, I, I wanted to see more terror. I liked her. Yeah. Um, I like Lafayette. Like I hated. I hated the whole Lafayette seeing spirits yeah, thing. Me too. Um, I hated the whole when they had that witch. Everybody was fucking. Yeah, eggs was uh there as the love interest of Tara. That was whack. Yep. Like it's just they had so much whackness. It's just I was here for Lafayette and Tara really. Yeah. I think that's what I think subconsciously I was here to support black actors. Mm. Um, <laughs> and Letty May, uh, you support Letty May. Yo, in this last episode, they had so many black people. During how this t- episode, how the town turn black overnight. The vampires come, so everybody all of a sudden we get these black people we didn't know I, live till. I think a town like that, when majority of the white people get killed or leave, we feel, <laughs> we feel safe to come out at that point. Well, we st- we start ungentrifying that shit. You know, like <laughs> we we take our houses back, um, get you know get comfortable, get IDs. To it's our like homes. it's like Detroit now. You know everything's on sale. You know you get a house for like yep. six thousand dollars and shit. Police won't come out for three hours. Maybe it was when they turned Jessica. What was that episode? Season two? That might have been season two. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that season was probably the best Mm -hmm. season. Um, season one, I wasn't really impressed, but I felt like it was building the characters and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, but then after that, it kind of. Yeah. They, they were good at building shit up where it's like next they had to fight the authority and then, you know, they go fight them and they get caught and then they stuck there for 17 weeks. You're like, Oh, wait a minute. Cause I don't even think it was season one. You knew Sam could change into animals. That probably was like season two as well. Maybe they, I don't know. I don't remember exact order. Um, and when did the show jump to the shark? In your opinion, uh, probably season three. Midway season two, probably. Mm-hmm. I had to go back and look. I'm trying to think of a specific moment when I was like, "Oh, go fuck yourself." <laughs> yeah, I'd have to really ah. go back and look. It's like suppressed memories. You just get rid of it out your mind. Yeah. Aww. It's gotta be, uh, it's probably like a moment when like Suki did something that I was just like, oh god, I wish she would die. And that's probably the moment that it really, ju- you know what it probably was? I never liked Suki though. Me neither. But still, there's like, like sometimes, like in the beginning, it was kind of like, oh, what is it about her and her special powers and da 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 da. And, uh, eventually it was just like, her uh surviving impossible shit that would never happen to anybody where it's just like but i love you sookie i love you most sookie i love you too sookie like god damn man how many people want to fuck this chick and keep saving her ass so she's like i'm gonna walk into this dangerous situation it's like no sookie i'll save you at the last second like i don't know i um i don't know dog i think i might say for jumping the shark it might be when um it was uh when Tara got turned into a vampire. Might be it. Like, and that's recent. That was two seasons ago, right? Maybe last season. That was because se- two seasons ago it seemed like that's when they was trying to get through the force field with the um, what was that? A witch or something? That, when they had the cult leader out there, and yeah. uh, everybody was praying against the vampires. Tara didn't get turned that season. Nope. That seemed like and right then. It's before that then. And then the season last season wasn't the authority. That wasn't that they first season. And they had the dude from uh Law and Order as like yeah. the head vampire. When Bill tried to take over and all this shit. Yeah, so that was yeah. last season. So that was just last season. 
Nah, but Terry got turned before that, right? Last season? Really? Okay. Anyway. And that's, it, before it that, made, it might be, in the, it might be that shape change in, uh, the, uh, it might be the the one where the woman was a demon then. That season with the witch. That's probably it. Like, because it drug out so long, and I didn't care. And they kept hinting that it was going to be something Mac, like crazy, see, uh, like super crazy secret she was hiding, and it wasn't even that crazy. It was like an orgy in the woods. You know, the thing is, too, I think I was maybe two or three seasons behind before I started watching True Blood. Oh, okay. And I went on, like, that this binge watch, mm. um, and I caught up in, like, a week and a half. And I kept expecting for it to get better. Mm-hmm. Then I was like, nah, this still some put. Like, and, and it I got never, worse. It went from good to now it's getting worse. Hey, you know what? I'll take it back. I, I, I know exactly where I was like, fuck it. Uh, when they started trying to give Terry plot lines. Remember Terry, the crazy, like, yep. cook? Yep. He was cool as a little bit player. It's like, oh, look, it's crazy cook Terry. He's trying to get his shit together. But when they started like giving him backstories and shit, like that was season three, the Iraq shit, before uh, the the time where they were like he was crazy and and Andy had to go talk to him in the woods and all that shit, man. Like, yeah, I I was I hated that storyline. I've never rooted for anyone to die. I've rooted for him to die more than Sansa. (laughs) I, I was like, please fucking die, man. Like you holding the show up, nobody cares. Your little shit don't affect the plot, like. So yeah, I, I would, I would go that. Um, alright, man. Let's, uh, go ahead and get into some true blood, guys. Alright. When I tweeted this, when I, my first tweet for the live tweet was hashtag true blood. Sorry, guys. Um, so, uh, you know, they brought in Keith the vampire for some like hardcore plot reason. You know, they introduced his name last week because he's the one that gave, um, I think it was Arlene, some blood. And, and they, they were like, what's your name? He's like, my name is Keith. And it's like, oh, okay. This is going to be a thing. So they showed that in the preview. I was like, here we go. They still don't have them on cash and credits on HBO website though. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> so, um. It says a lot about him. So, uh, Willa was having it out with Eric and, um, Pam. Uh, cause Eric, just like I said, wanted to try to take over with him to, uh, go fight and try to catch, uh, uh, Sarah Newland. And Willa's like, no, you ain't my dad. You ain't my daddy. <laughs> you left me. Why you don't want me? And then Uncle Phil was hugging her. And, uh, <laughs> she was like, you know, uh, he was like, look, I know you know where Sarah is. She said, I might know something that can help you, but I won't tell you unless you release me. And I was like, why are they making being released sound like such a def- de- definitive thing? Hasn't Pam been released like 12 times <laughs> and she still won't stop stalking Eric's Facebook page? Yep, that's the thing about ah. it, too. I was like, but actually that helps you because if something's wrong, he could come find you. Mm-hmm. Like that, like he the one person that he'll know, like, oh, shit, something wrong with her. I yeah. need to send somebody to help her immediately. I just don't get the point, though, of being released because... I thought the point of being released is, and now I can do whatever the fuck I want. Maybe it's like being able to fuck without condoms. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just the freedom. Like, I don't know. That's the only, that's the only, they make it seem like it's that. Like, <laughs> like yeah. that moment where you like, so we're not using condoms today? Like, it's, so, <laughs> you tell, <laughs> you tell Willa that I release you as my progeny. And then, uh, Pam was like, 
it's like being kicked in the cooch by a wallaby. And I was like, see, man, you were so much cooler last week. Right. Who, it, who wrote this shit? That's not her line. Yeah. Oh. She wouldn't say that. But, uh, yeah, they made her say it. Uh, then, uh, they told Ginger, look, we packing up to go, about to pack the coffins. We about to hit the, hit the road. Go kill Sarah Newman. She said, can I go with y'all? Um, now that y'all not taking Willow, y'all got an extra coffin opening up. I can sleep in there. <laughs> they was like, she want to catch a ride sleeping in a coffin. Yeah. And, and Eric was like, no, I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm leaving. And she said, well, uh, listen, I ain't ever asked you for shit before, but you've been doing everything all this time and doing all this shit for you. And I'm supposed to be your sex slave. And we find out she's never even had sex with him. <laughs> She's never gave him a head. She's never gave him a blowjob. Nothing. Uh, no hand jobs even. Like, they've never had any sexual contact. And she's like, what's up with that? You need to fuck me before you leave. Fuck me right now. <laughs> and he was like, you know, I got help V. And she was like, I don't care. I'm dying too. Like, give me some of this. She give me some of this, this dick. dick. <laughs> I'm like. She's she, she she been watching him on all the porn. <laughs> she been, you know, she been, mm-hmm. she got a little hole in the wall. She been watching him fast forward, oh, fucking them women. You and know, shit. What I'm saying she wants some of that dick. She wants it. Like it's funny though, because like Eric didn't give her no dick, but like he got help V, but he don't want AIDS. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> like, I don't want help for Titus. I'm, oh, I'm Lord. good. I'm, I don't want that shit. So he uh, was screaming and hollering and making a scene. Mm-hmm. So uh, embarrassing. I, like, what does her script look like when she gets it? Like, the woman that plays Ginger, it just must be like, Ginger screams, Eric says a line, Ginger screams, and then scene. Eric says something. End of scene. <laughs> um, what has she been doing in between? Because this, that's gotta be like a small paycheck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, is it just commercials? What does she do? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so, Suki woke up. And she was like, uh, or no, Suki was walking in her house, I think, and she was already moving like she had forgot about Alcee's death because she don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> she had a flat know how she can get her some bill. And Lafayette was like, you know, uh, baby, you just need to lay down. And she was getting an attitude with him and shit. And he was like, oh, poor thing, poor little white girl. Poor <laughs> little white girl. Hey, man, this is the most we've seen Lafayette in years. You know what's funny about this though? Like in this episode, he felt like the help. Like, cause like, I just, I realized this season, his whole character arc has been comforting white people. If you think about it, he was the one who comforted Jessica and let yep. him take his blood. He comforted James, you know, when he was all freaking out and shit. He comforted, uh, Suki just now and put her to bed and told her to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, he basically became the help, man. And, um, Suki went to sleep and she woke up, came downstairs. She heard, she heard some noise. She looked out the window. Um, uh, Alcee's daddy was packing up all of Alcee's stuff. Convenient. <laughs> like, could, could the show be any more expedient about trying to ship, uh, Suki and Bill again? Like, yep, we're going to just, uh, move all Alcee's shit out. Like it never happened. Everybody forget about that. We move it on. So, uh, yeah, they put all Alcee's shit up, and then his dad said, said some, like, convenient shit about, you know, if you ever want to look through his stuff, when it's time, you can come on out to the trailer park. That was his way of saying, I still smell, you smell like wolf pussy, mm-hmm. and 
you can get some of this wolf dick mm-hmm. come on <laughs> out there we go through his stuff i go through you um so uh my father like son <laughs> and I'm, i guess the chick in the skimpy dress was like his girlfriend and shit from the trailer park because she had no clothes on and uh this is the second time shit i guess she don't like clothes yeah because it seemed to be cold everybody else got on long yeah. sleeves blue jeans mm-hmm. and Suki's in a house coach shit and she's like what's going on what's up with all this food it's just like a big ass spread of food it's like uh, all like the a, cheeses it's like a popeye's commercial like <laughs> just everything was out there just chilling and she was like what's all this getting an attitude and i'm like now who the fuck is that ungrateful you wake up to a house full of food. People done moved all the shit out of your house for you. And you got a damn attitude. You, you know ungrateful who. motherfucker. You know who? White women. In particular her. Mm-hmm. She is so, she is so entitled. So um, I blame she Bill. wanted to be sad. I blame Bill. He's been enabling her her whole since they made this show. He's been enabling her. Mm-hmm. Suck it. <laughs> our, our gosh to have you. That nigga said suck today <laughs> so can i talk to you i was like this nigga he talked like elvis to me he like a blend of like elvis ah! and like travis tritt or some shit man uh but yeah so um uh she was like why y'all trying to have a party and shit like y'all having a party people dead and lafayette was like uh-uh we about to have this party in your house bitch <laughs> and you gonna deal with it right so, I, i'm the help i done cooked all this food damn it somebody gonna eat it mm-hmm um that so, scene right there too mm-hmm. i don't know if you noticed they put a lot of fucking makeup on sookie to make her still try to look young they really are man it's getting bad <laughs> like the show needs to end <laughs> it has to end because yeah. sookie gonna be looking 50 out here and <laughs> and everybody else that's supposed to be in her age group you know they still looking like their early 20s yeah she's starting to look more and more like a woman whose name is sookie you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's that, 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 that is a waitress at a diner in the middle of a bon ton mm-hmm. with so, no kids right so she was like um you know this is wrong and all this and then uh lafayette was like nah this is exactly what we need we need to party we need to forget about all the troubles and all the people we need to celebrate a celebration of life uh that's what he was like you think i'll see you want you to be alone you think uh tara wants you to be alone today well i'll see you know she ain't gonna be alone because in his mind he knows she a hoe he knows she is not gonna be alone he died going to look for her at another man's house so he knows (laughs) (laughs) so and then my favorite line was uh when lafayette was like so we can say fuck you to death and hello to life Uh, so much so so much lafayette man this mm-hmm. this is so far this probably will i will say this is my favorite episode of the season so far right me. this this right here yeah. just says this is why i fucks with lafayette people was like this one's boring i was like man fuck you this is the best it's been so far <laughs> yeah lafayette was dropping so much mm-hmm. so many bars so this many episode. bars <laughs> i can't um, wait till we get to, his, to the real bars so uh eric and <laughs> yeah. pam go to meet sarah uh, I mean Sarah's sister, and it turns out Sarah's sister got help V. Yep, I was like, man, this shit spread for so, real, for real mm-hmm. to everybody. It? it just an L. Uh, you can so, either like drink somebody who's a carrier, or the blood of another vampire that has it can get into you, and you can get it. Okay. Yep. Or, so, and and from drinking that true blood that they wasn't able to contain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and drinking that true blood. 
so sarah's sister got heavy she like she was stage one or maybe two she had him on her face um and she turned out to be the only person that hates sarah more than eric uh and i guess it makes sense because sarah's such a insufferable motherfucker that (laughs) if the more you know her probably the more you would hate her so her sister hates her the most and she tried to kill vampires which what Mm -hmm. her sister is yeah her sister's like always always was the black sheep of the family uh and uh they was like yeah we just want to find her um and they and she was like okay but as long as you promise to kill her and pam was like "Ooh, i like you <laughs> so uh she was like well i'm not too sure about you yet she's like oh i like you even more and pam went through a house classic mm-hmm. pam this classic <laughs> like i told you she wasn't here bitch i had to make sure mm-hmm. like, like fuck your word um so yeah that that was kind of funny um she was like, well, look, that they should be at, the, our parents will be at this Republican, like, con, like, uh, like, what do you call it? Conference. Yeah, the RNC. Yeah, and she was like, um, <laughs> she was like, but you probably won't be able to get in because security's gonna be tight and everybody in there is pretty much an asshole. You gotta be an asshole to get in. And Eric had a lame line where he said, you don't know us, sweetheart. We can be assholes. And I was like, that's a terrible line. I, I was thinking ah! they must, these people must have voted for Obama that, um, <laughs> that, that wrote this part too. Mm-hmm. The right. And I was like, and I want to like them now just cause I know they voted for Obama, but I can't. Mm-hmm. Ah! I can't. So Letty May is home. Uh, her husband is cooking up some food. <laughs> Passer. Passer. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> They started the scene with her lips poked out. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, look at that classically trained lip, lip acting, acting artist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> lip acting school. That's, that's what she's doing her free time. We will teach you to shake your lips. <laughs> I was like, how did she get him to poke out so far? <laughs> Introducing the Kerry Washington lip quiver. <laughs> the Let It Made Daniel School of Lip Acting. <laughs> You too can shiver your lips just when I like first this. When I first started auditioning, I never got parts for ethnic roles. But ah. now with the Letty Mae Daniels lip acting school, I was able to nail not only McDonald's parts, but I'm on scandal. Yep. And pretty soon, I'll be able to try out for Florida Evans in the movie Good Times. <laughs> <laughs> lip acting school. And it was just 1999 plus tax. <laughs> Learn the lip smack. <laughs> <laughs> the honey child, no, you didn't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's all lip right there. Yep. That's all lip. Mm-hmm. Learn the crackhead quiver. <laughs> Shake those lips. Shake them. It's just her instructing people. Mm-hmm. I don't see those lips shaking. You really want that crack or do you not? This course comes with uh, two free bottles of ashy white powder for your mm-hmm. lips. <laughs> they just have they just have like before and afters where it's like people reading lines. Please give me the crack. I have these two cheeseburgers. 
man i'll suck your dick <laughs> and it's like now watch him after he's going to lip acting school please baby give me these two cheese i got these two cheeseburgers i'll suck your dick lip acting school <laughs> your life can change forever <laughs> also also um get a free do-rag for all first first 50 men to call now get one free do-rag act now and we will throw in the free chap lip makeup for free <laughs> for all those tough to get Poor parts. Yeah, within the next five minutes, we'll do free shipping. Mm-hmm. Lip acting school. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so it said, uh, yeah, Lady, Lady May um, was like, uh, you know, uh, we, oh, she's like, what about the party? Uh, all those people died, and I want to see everybody. I was like, how did this bitch find out about the party? You know he keep her locked up in yeah. the house. She ain't out on the stroll no more. She on Facebook or something. <laughs> checking the invites. All right. I might not can be there, but I know what's going on. So she was like, what about the party? And then uh, he was like, now you know, we, we don't need to go to no party. We need to just stay in, eat this food I'm cooking. Such a good man. He's like, go on, taste, taste some of my sauce, baby. Taste some of my sauce. And she was like. <laughs> she poked up lips she, out. She, she, <laughs> She did some lip acting. Yes, she did. And, and that lip said everything. It was like, I don't really want to taste this sauce, but I will let you put some on my lips, and then I will not suck it in. Mm-hmm. And she was like, mm-hmm, it need more cumin. And he was and like, commercial. Lip acting school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you two can also be a star in future pornos. and <laughs> <laughs> uh, Make tens of thousands of dollars, way more than you would playing your local uh, crackhead as <laughs> <is> Tyrone. <laughs> so uh, she said, uh, I need more cumin. Then she went and looked in, I guess, where they keep the drugs. Who keeps, <laughs> who keeps the drugs in the kitchen? Like Man, that that's that didn't even make like, sense. You no. don't keep it in the medicine cabinet. He got to hide bathroom? it from her. In, yeah. the, in the medicine cabinet, it's nothing but like Vaseline and Band-Aids. Because <laughs> anything else, if it's mouthwash, mm-hmm. anything else, it's gone. She, but if he knew that it was drugs in there, he would have turned around and been like, hey, that ain't what a cumin is. <laughs> you in the drug cabinet. Get out the drug cabinet, Lady yeah. May. He forgot. He had just gave his speech about say no to drugs, mm-hmm. dare to be different, you know, like all yeah. these things. He was focused on not burning the gumbo. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's... She tricked him. She probably the one he ended up there. So he, she opens it up. I don't see no coming. And she grabbed like uh, some sleeping pills. <laughs> and you could tell because they had a big ass like sleeping pills on the front. It might as well have been like an Acme cartoon. With <laughs> sleeping pills. Just put a bed on it. Product yeah. placement, man. You know, this is the last season. They trying to get the product placement where they can. So she took the sleeping pills and it's obvious like she going to give him like somehow give it to him to pass him out. Then she's gonna sneak out to the party. I said, man, this trick. Here she go. Rev, the Reverend married the goddamn devil. Like, he can't Aww. pick him. That's the second. Two strikes. <laughs> two strikes. He married, the, marrying these wrong women. Chasing after these hoes. Trying to turn a, a, a crackhead into a housewife. Right. He's chasing after these, just like all them religious men be like, I just want a virgin. But then they be chasing after them hoes. They be falling <laughs> in love with the hoes. You can't help yourself. Be free. Mm-hmm. Should have um, prayed for you got in that pussy. So they cut to the party, and I came front. The party was live as shit. It's almost as if 
nobody had time to mourn Al C because no one gave a fuck about that character. <laughs> <laughs> ter- least of all, Sookie. Yeah, and with Tara dying in episode one, it seemed too far away to really be sad. Uh, so we find this, by the way, this is, if, if the show hadn't jumped the shark before, this is where the show jumped the shark, 100%. Like, you can't ever get this back. They had a black DJ. Mm, no, what? I'm not talking about the party. But yeah, they uh, yeah they had black DJ. They had black people showing up. Um, they did a flashback for Bill. <laughs> oh yes. And I I said this before I even saw before I saw anything. I said, "Oh great, flashback for Bill." Let me guess, he was the most progressive white man in the past. Why? Because that's a huge TV trope. You take a dude. That's been alive forever, but somehow he was always so progressive, guys. He was always forward thinking. It's not like he developed as a human over time and realized like, oh, I used to do some fucked up shit, but now I realize I'm wrong. No, he was always an innocent good man, everybody. Even though it was the blood in him. Yeah. So, um, you know, that was another flashback. More flashbacks in this season than season three of Lost. Yeah. Um, so apparently, a southern man was pulling up and Bill was standing outside talking to a black to his black driver. Yep. Talk talking to him like a person. He's like, Hey Lamont, well how does it go? Bill stay with the black friends, don't he? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well it goes mighty good, Mr. Bill. Oh, well it's good to see you too, Lamont. Uh what is going on here? And then like his uh the racist white the the bad guy, racist southern white man the showed up. Guy. And he was like uh, open the door for me, nigga boy. And he's like, oh, I, no, sure, no problem, Mr. Taylor, or whatever the fuck. And he's like, uh, Bill, we need to go talk about some Southern gentleman business. And I was like, yes, let's go. And so they go into like a, a fucking bar and they hold the first ever, like, press, like, first ever conference of racist people that decided that they wasn't down with Lincoln. He started the Civil War. He was yeah. part of. He was there. He could have ended the whole thing by killing everybody right. right then. He was like, that goddamn Lincoln. Oh, you're getting on my nerves. Let's go talk about him. They walked in there. He's like, we're going to war, boys. We could win. And so Bill was sitting there drinking his drink, miserable with what he was hearing, apparently. And he decided to tell everybody that the Civil War was wrong because he's the most progressive white man in now, U.S. history. Now, this is the 1800s, correct? Right. We can claim the 1800s for the Civil War. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was like, uh, you know what, guys? These niggers are people. And, uh, everybody was like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Uh, fuck you. We still <laughs> going to war. And he was like, this ain't right. You guys, we're going to lose the war. And over what? Slavery. And I was like, nigga, if you don't shut the fuck up and, and reap these cotton benefits from us selling all this shit. Right. And getting rich. Um, so the flashback. I was like, what does that flashback even mean? How is it relevant to the story? Because I don't see how. Is it supposed to be relevant because there's a lot of black people at the party tonight? Yep. Because there was a lot of black people at that party. Yeah. They had technology they never showed before. Like, you've never seen anybody on this show with an iPod, iPad, anything. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, this this chick got a Apple, a MacBook <laughs> DJing. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they bought the black folks bought all that they stuff out. They was like, "Woo, the white folks is gone." And my man, um, my man, I mean, not my man, 
but yeah lafayette yeah lafayette has said earlier i forgot to mention this he told Suki nobody at the party was gonna tell her like you know sorry for your loss yeah. we miss we miss uh we miss alcide uh so violet was like fuck them rules i'm gonna talk to her and she walked up was like i know we ain't supposed to say this but i'm sorry for your loss uh i've lost hundreds of boyfriends but you know you never really get you know the first ones just always hurt the worst um and uh i was like i guess that puts her and jason on even terms i mean he's fucked hundreds of women well sook has had hundreds of boyfriends too like yeah. it's not there's nothing for her yeah she lost a fairy boyfriend she mm-hmm. was it was kind of like a relative. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? A relative. Yeah, she fucked Warlow. He was, he kind of was like a relative. He mm-hmm. was like a cousin. Um, she fucked, yeah, she got a hundred boyfriends too. Mm-hmm. She been yeah. around. That fairy pussy has been around. So she was like, uh, yeah, you know, um, it's, it's sad or whatever. And then Jason was like, a hundred boyfriends. She was like, yeah, nigga, I fuck, I'm, I'm old. I'll be fucking. <laughs> and then she was like, let's, let's go dance. And then she made him dance and shit. Um, Why know. is he so stupid? Yep. Like, couldn't one of them have been smart between him and Suki? Mm-hmm. So then we cut to... Oh, uh, shit. Yeah, thunder outside. I hope we don't lose the power. I know, right? So we cut to Letty Mae buying her dress. I mean, wearing her dress and sneaking out <laughs> sneaking out the house because her, uh, her husband, the passes. <laughs> sleep on the couch so i guess i was like i hope she hope she didn't give him too many he died in his sleep (laughs) that's what i thought he did she didn't even turn him on the side like she just that's a crackhead shit (laughs) she's like let him die i don't care i just pawned everything for so that v i'm shocked he knows she a junkie he know he gotta lock everything up in the safe or something yep so she put on her clothes what did she get her clothes by the way little house on the prairie (laughs) (laughs) she's all over the town dressed like this yeah all her clothes look the same and they all are terrible it's like a extra in the color purple and shit. Um, so Alcee's dad, uh, it was a, that was a short scene of her sneaking out. She didn't say anything. So Alcee's dad, uh, told Suki that he was okay with his son dying because he died for a righteous cause. <laughs> which, which was her. Not the woman you married. Right. And put a ring on it. Not your that wife. woman. Not your wife. The mother of your, your kid. Yeah, not the mother of his children. Right. That he died for. Not, mm-hmm. not his sister, a family member, a relative. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the woman that he was just fucking. Yep. That he thought was a hoe. That, yep. that righteous cause. The righteous cause, dog. So he said, <laughs> you know, I'm cool with him dying, which, you know, was full of bullshit, you know, but whatever. I'm in love um, with a stripper. She got it. So I then, it. I want it. so then, Letty May came in, <laughs> and my favorite part was Al C being like, "Okay, let's go," and like grabbed her and was about to pull her out, and uh, Sig was like, "No, let her speak." Mm-hmm. The woman that just called you, uh, all, all the, everything your fault, Sig in church. Yeah, in church she just cussed you out, but no, it's her turn to speak, right? Cause she lost hair. Mm-hmm. And I, the whole time I was like, Letty May gonna steal some silverware on the way out. <laughs> yep. She gonna, she gonna pawn it for money to buy V. She gonna, she gonna use the silver to wrap it around one of the, um, vampires, take them home with her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Have her own little personal vampire. She gave a, a good lip quaking speech. <laughs> <laughs> lip smacking good. Yeah, it was lip smacking good. <laughs> she was like, uh, you know, the good Lord let me 
take care of my baby we lord knows i made some mistakes quiver 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 (laughs) (laughs) but the good lord gave me a chance to make it right with my tarot and i was able to and i'm just so thankful and all the shit and everybody's like all right cool uh she was like nah i don't don't drink alcohol but i'll toast with y'all if you got something non-alcoholic and they gave us something to drink and then they all toast and um you know that was they they cut to outside is she the older person in town right now she got to be the oldest person in the town too yeah she gotta be because <laughs> they, they killed hoyt mama wait wait the pastor probably older than her but that's it maybe yeah i think he older like he you know because crackhead's got that extra 20 years on him that's got to be a first time in, in uh um tv history where a, a white community with the black people the oldest because mm-hmm. they normally get hung strung up put in jail die in prison they had sense. They knew to stay away. Giving AIDS, normally die the first five minutes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's they, it's never happened. They've been the oldest. Well, you know, crackheads live forever. So, um. <laughs> they don't die. They multiply. So, like, Andy's standing outside. And this makes no sense. He's asking Jessica, right? Wasn't right. it Jessica? Yes. Now, he hates Jessica. She tried to kill his daughters. She ate a she, pack of kids. She ate a pack of his daughters and, and, and had the one more. <laughs> she had a six pack of children. Yeah. To go with, with a double <laughs> cheeseburger. So he don't even have a ring and he asked her if she had a ring. Jessica's the youngest of the vampires. Why would she have a ring? <laughs> right. She was like 19 anyway. Yeah. But she don't even think she ever drank alcohol in her life. Yeah. <laughs> Was so, she a virgin in life? Like she was she still was. a virgin. Yeah, every time she had sex, her hymen got to break again. Because <laughs> she's a vampire virgin. So he was like, um, "Look, uh, can I get this ring?" And she said, "No, I don't have a ring, and you shouldn't do it like tacky and shit." You, you know, he's like, "Well, I can't go to the mall." I'm like, well, you shouldn't have thought of this shit the last second. <laughs> yeah. like, I'm already under a lot of stress. I'm like, oh, whatever, nigga. Yeah, you got your family back first, All right? <laughs> Um, so he didn't even want to go help save the other people yeah. <laughs> that had his family back first. So he goes back in the house and they tell Sookie and, uh, Sookie's like, Oh, I, you can have my grandmama's ring. She wanted Jason to have it so that he could get married. And Violet was like, You're already mine, Jason. I don't need a ring to tell me that. And I said, That's what crazy people say. <laughs> right. right. The other thing is, Sick of grandmama knew she was a hoe and wasn't going to never get married. Yeah. So, <laughs> so she said, give it to Jason. She knew if she did use it to get married, there was going to be multiple divorces. She mm-hmm. just wanted her ring to go to one woman and one woman only. So, which is also might have been a bad mistake the way Jason goes about. But, um, you know, Jason, you know, Violet got all Jason, uh, phone passwords, <laughs> social media accounts. She got all his shit. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. She knows she be in them DMs. <laughs> he ain't allowed on social media. Right. <laughs> we got a social media page. <laughs> J- Jason, had a, <laughs> we. Jason had a great line. He, he told, uh, uh, what is the girl's name? Ad- Adeline? Um, uh, is that the fairy girl? Adeline? Um, the, the daughter? Yeah, is that the daughter's name? Yeah, Adeline. Um, Adeline. Uh, he told, he told, he told Adeline and then, um, Holly's other son, um, he said, word to the, little word to the wise. I don't know if you two are fucking or not. I don't know why he always says fucking that way, by the way. <laughs> I don't know if you two are fucking or not, but if you are, it's going to have to stop right now. <laughs> and they was like, what the fuck is he talking about? 
and uh andy proposed man and he gave the worst proposal speech since martin asked gina the first time oh lord so is this like um bobby brown daughter fucking and marrying her adopted brother is that what adeline and and um wait is what what now would, would this be like the same scenario you know mm-hmm. how Whitney Houston daughter, Whitney and Bobby, what's her name? Bobby Christina. Mm-hmm. How she, she started dating and, um, I think she married her, her adopted brother. I don't know if that's true or not. Um, so they, I'm not coming. Minimum dating. Minimum dating. Yeah, I'm not coming. They minimum dated. Yeah, I'm not commenting on it. Uh, but yeah. Don't avoid the issue. No, no, no. I don't, I don't know know anything about hot topics. I don't know anything about that specific issue, but I do. I mean, it's like some weird Japanese porn I would watch where like the stepbrother has sex with the stepsister type shit. So yeah, I get it. Um, so I was hoping Holly would say no because the proposal was terrible. He was all like, you know, I'm just the happiest I've been and, uh, uh, we've been, you know, things have been happening. Like, it was like he was stuttering and stammering over everything. It was sounding real awkward. And it, it took a while to realize. She's like, what are you doing? What are you? Oh, yes. And he was like, "I no, hold up. I didn't ask you yet. Will you do the honor of marrying me? And I was like, this, this shit is taking too long. <laughs> you know, um, and I said, how dare Andy uh upstage Alcide's funeral by proposing? Like, isn't that like the end of the best man, but worse? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, how you going to go? I'm dying. And you decide to make this the day that you decide to get married for the rest of your life, upstaging me at my party for my funeral and my homegoing celebration. That's terrible. Uh The one time that man got to be the focus of the script. And Andy fucked it up. <laughs> so um now and, and Suki uh, helped. So it was, everybody was feeling real romantic. Suki was looking at Bill. Violet was looking at Jason. Um Turn off the lights was playing in the background. Mm-hmm. So James started looking at Jessica and he said, Hey girl, this is so romantic, why don't we get out of here? And she was like, No, not now. And he was like, Why not, baby? This is so romantic in here. We can go outside. We can have some mm-hmm. sex. She was like, no, ew, what's wrong with you? I was like, now what? Wait a minute. First you wouldn't eat. <laughs> now you ain't giving her no draws. What, what, what point are you, what are you using? What kind of relationship is this? Yeah. James started keeping a spreadsheet. Ah! So. I mean, if, if you're going to be in a relationship with a woman. Mm-hmm. That's the minimum. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Y'all are going to have sex at some point. Right. I would hope so. Otherwise, you might as well just stock up on lotion and other supplies. And he's okay with virgin sex. So, you know, like he's a good guy. Uh, so, Suki got jealous seeing the happiness of a stable, secure man like Andy actually marrying a woman who's not a danger whore. And she got she was gonna cry so she ran upstairs her arlene uh because you know it was too intense and they nobody they didn't want to see her cry at the funeral slash anniversary party uh engagement party they didn't want to see nobody else prosper yeah because she was so petty oh she crying whore tears whore tears Karen. well you know the whole show is (laughs) it's about her and if it's not about her she gets upset right so somebody had the nerve to try to to find their own happiness and she said i'm gonna cry 
So they went upstairs. She the one man she didn't get to fuck in town. Mm-hmm. That's what she really was upset about. Um, so, uh, yeah, she couldn't believe she was the one not getting the ring to that night. And then, uh, Jamel, my bell said, danger whores don't get rings on Twitter. <laughs> um, and then they went upstairs and they had a really good conversation with Arlene. And Arlene was talking about how Terry died and how sad it was. And, and then how she was trying to relate it to Sookie losing LC. But the thing was, Terry and Arlene's relationship was way more in-depth than Alcide and Suki because basically we cut away at the end of last season, cut back, and it was like, we've been in love for six months. So we never saw anything. They never really had that kind of romance. And they were married. She was married to both of them. Yeah, she was married to Terry. Arlene was married to Terry. Suki wasn't married. Yep. So what was weird about this scene, and I don't know what it means, maybe you do, why was Alcide's daddy outside the door listening? I don't, I don't think he either a he was getting ready to go fuck and waiting on uh, <laughs> Arlene to leave, or he never really liked Suki anyway. Um, and I don't remember him liking anybody in that town. Yeah, from the you know the last season, you know I remember him being like fuck them people. Like why are you dealing with them? Yeah, it just seemed a little suspicious because it's like I don't see why he would be like oh I need to go check and see what they talking about like. Did he expect he was going to go listen there? He's going to be like, you know what? Fuck Alcee. I killed him. I'm I glad he did. He probably want to know about the insurance money. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, like he want to he wanna upgrade his mobile home, mm-hmm. uh, actually have some wheels on his mobile home. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> that sort of thing. It's, and that way he can stop calling the trailer. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, it's... It it makes no sense like the rest of the like the rest of the season. So James was went outside to chill with Lafayette, and uh, I was like, I don't think he's ready for this jelly. <laughs> yeah, he apparently uh, they were talking. Didn't they hold hands walking out too? I don't know if they held hands or not. I might have missed that. If I did, my bad. Um, but they sat down and like they were chilling outside. Lafayette asked him basically like, you know, let me ask you one more question. About this dude that uh turned you. Was y'all? <laughs> and James was like, how'd you know? Uh, James, no, James. Then James had his hand up, like on his knee, and Lafayette put his finger through the hand, like you would put it through a hoop, like you know, like like. Did, was y'all fucking? He put his dick inside you, and he was basically like, how you know? Uh, are you getting fucked? And he was like, come on, dog, I'm Lafayette. <laughs> I'll be, com- be comforting white people. That's what he does. Hey, man, when, I Lafayette, said, I, mm-hmm. when Lafayette put his hand around him and caressed his head, I was like, it's a wrap. Yep. Somebody's sucking some dick tonight. They have been getting way too close lately. Um, and I knew it, man. I called it. I said, Jane's going to cheat on Jessica with Lafayette because uh, he got tired of being put second, man. He's like, I, I'm not the help, bitch. Can't I'm, help nothing but white people problems. When am I going to get me some of this butt? And you can already, he had already turned them down once. Mm-hmm. And you can only resist the darkness for so long. And we know he'd been with black people before. You know, he seemed cool. He was like, you know, he'd been around the block for a while. He, he know, he know he wanted to get him some of that Lafayette. And they kissed pretty good. And then they cut away. Mm-hmm. Uh, they cut. Now, 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 now mm-hmm. pause right there. When they, when sure. they kiss, I just, I just knew. That he was about to get into Lafayette. And I was mad they cut away. 
Because it made me think about how you was talking about the other actor. And he was like, I'm not doing any gay scenes mm-hmm. with Lafayette. And I was like, you know what? I still don't blame him, though. He don't want to do any gay scenes. I don't blame him. He don't want to kiss. He don't want to kiss. Of course. Mm-hmm. But oh, wait. Was make, that it? Was it, that it? Yeah, that, that was it for now. But okay. it did make me think about that. But, yeah, they kissed. And I was like, that's it? I said, shaking my head at that one nigga quit because he didn't want to kiss a black man. <laughs> oh, look at Aww. you commenting on mm-hmm. that. Yep. I'm sure if it would have been a, a, a white dude, he would have been fine. Now, why you got to bring race into this? Hey, man, that's what I do. <laughs> you always bring a race into <laughs> all your tweets. Asked that dude yesterday <laughs> about Renisha McBride. Um, so, um, apparently Eric takes off his shirt and now he's stage two and he has the scar, the, the, uh, lines on his back. I don't know why he didn't call Magic Johnson. Yeah, what? <laughs> right. What? Does why? Magic not exist in this world? No. Magic don't exist. I mean, Laura Bush exists in this world. How can right. Magic Johnson not exist we've in this seen, world? We've seen actual Magic. Why wouldn't Magic Johnson exist? Um, so yeah, they, uh, they, they go ahead and, uh, you know, had like Pam's like, um, first of all, she said she was dressed like a Republican. That was good. <laughs> and then, uh, good he one. told her, he told her her dress looked stupid and she, he was like, she was like, wait till I pick, see what I picked out for you. <laughs> he takes off his shirt. That's when you see the, 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 the black marks and shit all on him. And she gives him some makeup for the visible ones. And she's crying. And he's like, we all going to die, bitch. Calm down. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, Still magic. No disrespect to you. So, uh, yeah, they, they 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 cut back to the party. Arlene and Suki come out of the room. Keith comes over and tries to get his hollow on. And Arlene's like, nah, not yet. You know, but then uh, he was dropping some lines. <laughs> yep. He's like, you the most beautiful woman in here and all this shit. And I was like, what's his angle? Cause why he ain't just hit her with, I saved your life. You owe me some pussy. Yeah. Why? Yeah. <laughs> not to mention, like, why would he ever say that around Suki? She smells like fairy blood, you know? He would be yep. like, uh, but something about you, though. <laughs> something about you. Beautiful. <laughs> so, uh, well, yeah. It, I mean, but honestly, it's like a two hundred dollar date, saving your yeah. life. Two hundred dollar date. We having sex at the end of the night. Mm-hmm. It's I don't ah! know. I don't know what we negotiating about. Right. <laughs> I don't even know why it's a discussion. Everybody <laughs> knows a two hundred dollar date is equal to consent. <laughs> yep. Oh lord. Duh. And I will be eating your ass. That is part of the because <laughs> I'm part of Black Twitter. <laughs> so um, they brought in <laughs> they brought in this Keith dude to obviously be like a love interest and take care of kids. I'm guessing that's what I think it is. Is the big secret is not going to be a secret. It's going to be Arlene got a good man, y'all. Well, you can't he just happen to be a vampire. Well, you can't have a white woman out here without somebody taking care of kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now um, Jessica decides I care about James. <laughs> little too late <laughs> she walked outside to see what uh james was up to and uh apparently she also found out what lafayette was getting into see i don't think she cared i think she did care i think she was just at that moment like where's my puppy you know what i mean like okay yeah uh i think she cared what she found because if you found Lafayette fucking your puppy you would also be like <laughs> what the fuck she can't be a little concerned <laughs> yeah so she walks out and uh using her vampire super senses, she can hear something going on. And it sounded kind of rough. Bruh. Sound like two guys Greco re- wrestling, if you know what I mean. Bruh. Ah! I always thought Lafayette was the the one that would be receiving. 
Mm-hmm. He was back there giving back shots. Dude, I was like, so Lafayette is a top after all this? I had no idea. <laughs> my nigga, my nigga. <laughs> no. <laughs> he might be both. Who knows? He was serving them that time. I was like, and and maybe that is the scene right there. Dude was like, nope, <laughs> not going to do it. And that was honestly when I was like, that dude is a piece of shit coward. Because <laughs> if you like, because honestly, I'm not going to front. Like, I was thinking like. Well, maybe there's some like really graphic sex scene where like it's two dudes, they butt ass naked, like <laughs> Lafayette's gonna be bigger than his. Yeah, he gonna like, like he gonna like spit on his fingers and like touch your butt, and it's like, oh man, you went too far. <laughs> but it wasn't even that, man. Like they were hidden behind a car. Like they might not have been touching. Like I, like it was that like quote unquote tame and i and i mean tame for this show it was full dressed. yeah they didn't even have their clothes off like it was so like nigga you quit for this like you left a good check for this what kind of tony dungy shit is this man get paid hey man but i was just like oh i lafayette i'm here for lafayette this season yeah like they're giving us so much lafayette and the thing is they if had they been given Lafayette more lines early on, mm-hmm. they might would have been able to get twelve seasons out of True Blood. Yep. You know what I mean? Like you add more seasons just by giving Lafayette more lines. Yep. But nope. No. Nope. So uh they asked like inside, they were like they asked Jason like, uh where where did um where did uh what well, Lafayette stopped Wait, fucking. Wait, hold on. I'm trying to remember. They didn't finish fucking. He ran up and tried to talk to Jessica. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm, hold on. I'm not there yet. Um, didn't, um, didn't Violet leave for some point, at some reason at this point, or did she leave later? When she left the house to like walk somebody home? What was that? It was like right at the same time. Okay. She, all right. It was, um, so it, I don't remember exactly when, but at some point around now, no, Violet walked some people home. No, it's when they was arguing and, uh, Sam girl, baby mama was like, um, yeah, what's wrong with y'all? Y'all fucked up. Why y'all having this party? Having yeah. fun. Yeah. Like, like, well, what else she wanted to do? It was a pregnant hormone. So, okay. They took her I and her, and, they took her and her litter of whatever's inside her guts, uh, <laughs> yep. to, um, and I was like, bitch, like what, like why are you tripping? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you just got saved. Be grateful. Right. All these people that you hate also saved your fucking life. They could have left you chained up and let you die, but she has been through a tough time and she's pregnant. So I let it go. I didn't even say bitch because I understood. I hope Sam realized right then that's what he in for for the rest of their relationship when what he tried. Because yeah. remember he tried to check her. He was like, "Baby, not now." She was like, "I'm a black woman." <laughs> she was like, "Yo, get your white ass out yeah. my face." That's when he realized he was dating a black woman. <laughs> wasn't gonna be none of that. She was gonna say what she had to say. Yeah. I was like, I hope he knows. Go and listen to me. This is the rest of his relationship right now. And that was his moment to Ike turn to her and put hands on her, let her know, like, nah, bitch, nah. Sometimes you gotta beat your pregnant black wife. Nah, that's what you gotta do. You think Chris Brown would have let her talk shit to him like that? You think it would have went down like that? That's my role model. Ike Turner wouldn't have let it go down like that. (laughs) That's why I model my relationships after. You think Mm -hmm. Michael Jackson daddy would have let that shit go down like that? Very healthy examples (laughs) that uh, we like black men need to emulate. So, um, yeah, Sam was like, all right, baby, let's go. And then she walked home or whatever. So, um, I was like, Lafayette go get blue balls. Like, he gonna jack off or something? Cause like. He was mad as hell. Yeah. Cause James like did that flashed up shit right in the middle of fucking. 
so he's like no baby please don't do this and uh jessica's like what are you doing this is what you want and he was like come on baby please don't i mean yes he never said he wanted yeah he's like i mean she wasn't giving him no loving anyway right and lafayette was serving it to him right a lot that they broke that moment up right when lafayette was about to um exercise his constitutional right to uh mm-hmm. orgasm and that's he, what i'm saying he gonna have blue balls he's mad as fuck right now yeah i wonder if he was uh he, like he was, and the thing is, they played the noises too. So like, he was talking shit to that dude. <laughs> like, he was fucking James you real good. Go love this <laughs> black monster. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> so um, yeah, he had James bent over that partition. <laughs> oh lord. Um, like I don't even know the logistics of how they was fucking because like James was like half in the car. And have out, like, what was the point of being in a car? Dick too bomb, running from the dick. Yeah. <laughs> like, lean up against this car then. <laughs> um, so yeah, they, uh, they try to reconcile, and then that's when Jessica told Jason to kick, to uninvite James from the house, and then, uh, Lafayette was like, James, man, we could just talk, you know, whatever. And James was like, no, nah, man, I can't do that. I don't, you know, I don't need to do this right now. <laughs> he said, well, look, if you need to stay in my place, you're always welcome. <laughs> Cause, you know, you'll be back for something this day. <laughs> yup. That was Lafayette way of saying we ain't finished. <laughs> mm-hmm. Cause I know you got enough of the dick to know to come to my house later. Um, and so Jason, <laughs> Jason was up that stairs comforting Jessica, giving her his take on human sexuality. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, they Pre- end up fucking preaching tolerance to the yep. gay community. Mm-hmm. So, I was, uh, I was, you know what? And well, the whole no, time they was talking, I was like, why is he talking so loud? And does he he know his um his vampire girlfriend is not okay with Jessica? Right. That's what I kept thinking. But she was like, it's okay. Go talk to her, remember? And I think that's when she went and took them home. Because she said it was okay for him to talk to her because she was crying and that broke up and shit. And he looked at her like, can I go talk to her? And she was like, yeah, you can go. Well, that's stupid writing because why would she say it's okay to go talk to him? Why right. would she be so nice? Right. The character makes no sense. Now, the only thing going for that character, she is crazy. That's the other thing. She did yes. volunteer to walk Sam and him she home. She absolutely too, did. Just to dog. create this scene. Mm-hmm. And, and it was so convenient because I said, now that she leaves, it's going to finally give him a chance to cheat and he's going to do it. And why would they... Like, just make her busy at the party. Don't make her nice, though. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, don't deviate from her character. So, before they start fucking, Jessica and uh, Jason are sitting in there. He's talking to her, consoling her about everything. And my favorite scene happened. Lafayette walked up in that bathroom. Mm-hmm. And he walked up in there twice. The first time he walked in there, she was like, get the fuck out. And he was like, you ain't know she was, he was gay? Damn, bitch. And she was like, no. He was like, well, I'm sorry, man. I ain't mean for you not to see it like that. And she was like, just go. I don't care. Fuck you. He was like, well, fuck you. <laughs> and that was so good. And he closed the door right after. I said, someone please gift that for me. <laughs> please. I need that so much in my life. I needed that today. Is Lafayette not saving the show, man? Yeah, it's just him, dog. Like, this <laughs> This was the best episode because he was the most in it. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I live for Lafayette. He's been serving bars. Dog, he told her that that fuck you was so good because it was instantaneous. And she, and, and she was the one who got cheated on, and he, and he told her "fuck you." She was like, "Well, fuck." She was like, "Fuck you." He was like, "Fuck you." He the side chick putting the main chick in her place. 
yeah so ah. they closed the door like bitch learn how to cook a meal from scratch or something learn how to make a cake learn how to goddamn shit the fuck up and suck his dick every now and then learn why don't you learn how to swallow like he would just give her tips on how to be a real woman yeah keep man he came he's like do you even know how he was turned because you talking about you don't you know he's not gay do you know how he's turned he was like do you even know where he's from like all these questions about her him and that she didn't know and Jessica had that, like, I'm kind of stupid look on her face. Like, maybe I don't know. Is that what he was saying? I mm-hmm. thought he was saying, I know how to hold his balls while I'm fucking him. Well, I mean, that's subtext. You know, it was in there. Oh, yeah. okay. It wasn't, like, you don't come right out and yeah. say that, but some of the questions he, he like, asked. Yeah, because mm-hmm. then y'all said a gay dude, not a gay, you know, yeah, basically a gay dude turned him and stuff like that. So it's yeah. like, you you need to investigate first. Yeah, so um, I just like that Lafayette cheated on her, <laughs> cheated with her boyfriend and made her feel bad about it. Yep, that's that's true Lafayette, man. Mm-hmm. I said, she need, he, need, he need his own talk show. <laughs> I don't know that. how you trick rate that shit to make me feel bad. That you fucked my mate. A lot better than Queen Latifah. And his outfits would look better, too. And he hit her with that best line, which was, if you don't love him, let him go, and I will take over from here. <laughs> oh, Lord. I said, sweet Jesus. Love should have brought your ass home last mm-hmm. night. Mm-hmm. So, so, ladies, ladies, keep in mind, if y'all don't take care of y'all man, another gay man will. Mm-hmm. Think your gay friend hanging out just because he cool with y'all. Nope. Yep. No. So, uh, yeah, she was all emotional, but she didn't do anything to Lafayette. Um, and then, um, like after that, uh, they had the, um, they went back downstairs to the party, basically. Um, and Suki was so drunk, everybody was thinking good stuff about her. Uh, <laughs> making that shit up for her head right the same people that was like this bitch i hate her so much really does she gotta get all the vampire dick in town mm-hmm. wow what a hoe i hate that bitch you know and then all of a sudden tonight it was she deserves a hard she deserves a good time after all the mm-hmm. things that's happened to her she'll know if they like her they help clean up yeah that's when you know people your friends mm-hmm. and they like you and they help you clean up after the party but all their thoughts won't be cool then it's gonna be like Man, I gotta clean this bullshit up, man. <laughs> Can't believe Sam didn't stay just gonna leave with his pregnant wife. Like that's a good excuse. Need to bring his ass back here. Yo, who the fuck can't hold a liquor yeah. and got throw up over here in the corner? Sam, I'm not cleaning this shit up. Sam Sam could turn into an ape and put all this shit in bags and like <laughs> Um Why did he turn into a, a a fucking donkey and then he can just eat all the trash mm-hmm. and won't have to clean up anything? So um now everybody's thinking good stuff about her. That didn't really make sense to me, but you know, seemed like everybody would have been drunk and they would have been petty. <laughs> so then they went there one more time because the first flashback wasn't enough, guys. Oh, is this when the other flashback happened? They had <laughs> to fully size it. Uh, my girl Suki went outside to find Bill, and Bill was just sitting out there chilling. And then it went to flashback. Thinking about slavery as he always is. And <laughs> him and a mixed race group of people were walking on the Underground Railroad. I you, I think that's what I tweeted out. Why is the black man saving the white people? Why is he taking them to freedom? Shouldn't it just be a whole gang of black people and Bill trying to get them to freedom? 
yeah that mm-hmm. was weird because like the black dude was in the front and he had the map and he was like it's running around here and it was like roof 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 <laughs> and he's like hur, hur. oh shit it's the confederacy everybody get down everybody got down into the creek and baby was crying it's like stop the baby for crying stop the baby for crying so they did and then they was like all right we made it everybody's fine I and I said this nigga gonna get killed because like they built it up too much. He was standing too far away from mm-hmm. everybody. He had too many speaking. Roles. He was like, "I'm definitely not gonna die right now." Mm-hmm. So ah! I will see y'all in the next episode. Black actors, guys. <laughs> now mm-hmm. I got to thank my recurring role on this show to Letter May Daniels <laughs> lip acting school. <laughs> Pow! Then this when he got shot. He was like, no, my lips. He, got shot. he didn't cool enough. Not in yeah. the lips, baby. His lips was motionless. I said, See? that's some damn acting. He could have blocked like, the bullet. And I was like, why are they trying to escape during the day? Because mm-hmm. only the white people can blend in during the day. You, as as a black actor, need to tell the writers, no, as a black man, we would run at night because we can blend in at this point. They can only see the whites in my eyes and my shiny white teeth. Uh, so he goes, uh, I'm, I'm gonna, uh, uh, oh, so, so he's like, all right, uh, I got killed. Uh, I'm dead. And Bill was like, why did you do that? He was an innocent man. You had no right to kill that man. He was a good man. And then, uh, the, the racist Confederate dude from earlier was like, are you out your goddamn mind? He's a black person and it's 1880. And we, he we my property. Niggas. And he my property. Yeah. I can do what the fuck I want. Like, that was his slave he was killing. It wasn't like he was killing Bill's slave. Right. He's like, this is just a, a matter of property. Like, if I go to the basketball court and I kick my own basketball, no one can say shit. But if I kick your basketball, you might get upset. So, um... Yeah, he so he hit him with that. This, he was a good man, and I said Bill Compton, impossible white woman. And he told him, uh, "Why don't you hand me the, the map from off of that nigger that I just killed?" And Bill was like, "This map," and it burned it on fire. Mm-hmm. So now they don't know which way the Underground Railroad went because <laughs> Bill Pop, Bill Compton was the most impossible white man of all time, and he didn't read it either at first. It's not like he looked at it to be like, oh, we go here, we cut left by the oak tree, mm-hmm. and that white picket fence, we go down the hill, there's a creek, we're going to all sleep in the oh, water. Oh, going to die. <laughs> well, it was he, mixed he lives company. forever, but well, all them die. It was mixed company. It was a lot of white people in the, that's what, that's what Rod was saying, it was mixed company. Yeah. Like, it was more white people than black people yeah, trying to it, escape. It's like, even to cast slaves, the, the show couldn't go find black actors. <laughs> <laughs> They used them all up at the party. They couldn't mm-hmm. use them for both scenes. Because <laughs> at the party, it was like it was a black dude with dreads in the background. I was like, come on, son. Really? Really? So Bill, a black dude with dreads at this party. Yeah, so apparently Bill wanted to save the slaves. And uh, he was the dude was about to kill Bill, too, because he, you know, burned him out. And so the... Um, <laughs> The the dude that was evil was like, I'm not going to kill you, Bill, because, like, Bill's wife and baby jumped in front of him. Like, please don't shoot him. And he was like, you're lucky this time. I'll let you off with a warning. But don't you try to get these slaves to escape again. The real issue is it would have took too long to reload. That That's the real issue. It's not like he had an automatic weapon. Like, he was going to have to reload, put some gunpowder back in the gun. Bill could have just ran up the hill and pushed him off his horse if, <laughs> if he really wanted to. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> so then, uh, Letty May, 
uh, start quivering mm-hmm. real good in the side of the party. She pulled out a knife and she stabbed, uh, he st- she stabbed Willa in the, in the, in the shoulder. You could hear it in, uh, in Sookie's head because her, her thoughts was reading lettuce crackhead thoughts over everybody else's. <laughs> and it was like, if I could just get some of that Willa blood, I could see my baby again. Quiver, quiver, quiver. <laughs> so she stabbed Willa in the, um, shoulder. And Willa started healing immediately, so she, and nobody got any blood. But Lafayette was like, "Okay, that's it, time to go." <laughs> she was like, "Why? Why I can't get some blood first? <laughs> she was so mad she can't get no vampire blood. Like, bitch, do you not see all them other things while all the other vampires ready to kill you? You gonna kick me out just for stabbing people? <laughs> yes. But I'm a crackhead. Y'all should have never let me in. <laughs> Sword wretchedness at its finest. <laughs> mm-hmm. So she stabbed Willa. Willa Hill. They kicked her out. Um, then that's when the code went off. Okay, that's when the code went off. Cause I knew it was a reason she had to leave. Uh, Cause she was the only sane person at the party. Um, and she was like, "Fuck being happy, y'all saved me." Uh, Violet left the, the party, and I wrote, "Violet leaves the party so she can't hear Jessica and Jason if they talk shit and possibly fuck." That's exactly what happened. <laughs> Somebody said, uh, Sheba Locke said, Letty May stabbing Will is the most exciting thing on this boring episode. I said, what about Lafayette stabbing James, though? <laughs> uh, but can't, um, like, if she owns Jason, can't she tell when he's in danger, but also excitement as well? I don't know. I don't know if they can tell all that. I know they can tell danger. I don't know if they can tell, like, if you're fucking someone Well, these vampires suck. Mm-hmm. I feel like on strain, they will be able to tell. Yeah, at one point during the episode, I was crying blood. <laughs> so, uh, Sarah, um, is at the RNC and she sneaks in to see her mom. Um, Eric and Pam look fucking ridiculous in their outfits. Eric has a cowboy hat on and shit. Um, they name drop Laura Bush, Sarah's mom, and Sarah were like, maybe we can talk to Laura Bush about this. <laughs> so much shade. Oh, they hate the Republican Party, man. Mm. Um, <laughs> I was just glad that she was at the party because I was hoping she would die. <laughs> and then she said, such a silly sentence, listen very closely to Yakuza after me. I'm like, what the Yakuza? fuck? Yakuza? Yeah. Well, we talked about them a couple weeks ago. They're, they're, oh, okay, okay. These them dudes that showed up out of nowhere with the swords. The Nakamoto uh, Corporation <laughs> yep. is apparently the Yakuza now, Karen. Oh, okay. it's that simple. <laughs> mm-hmm. What don't you understand? Duh. Oh, my bad. <laughs> they, they don't. They my don't bad. know. They don't know much Japanese. But when they do, it's either the Yakuza mm-hmm. or the Nakamoto Corporation. Max. It's okay. like Honda, Hyundai. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one of the two. Yeah. One, of the, one of them clans. Is that connected to the Leaf Village? The Earth land, what you where they connected to, baby? Yeah, if Suzuki tries to get into the picture. They they'll get slaughtered. <laughs> so, they ain't gonna make it. They ain't gonna make so it. So Violet makes it back and she's about to go ham on Jessica and Jason. She listens to the door, hears them fucking, but she doesn't go in or confront them. I was a little surprised by that. Like I thought she was gonna definitely bust in the door and kill both of them or something, or at least fight them. But right. uh, she just kind of like walked off, like, oh well, I'll we'll talk about it later. I was like, what? Like, who? Why? Mm-hmm. Why? They could have had her bust the door open and then cut to another scene. They didn't have to just have her walk away to extend it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
so oh, the yakuza so the yakuza do show up to the rnc in america and start shooting it up i was like is this rush hour too because yep. that would never happen oh they went from swords to guns yep mm-hmm. they they traded up so uh sons of anarchy the one they delivering the weapons sarah starts <laughs> sarah starts running because you know they hear the shooting the shit her and her mom start running down the hallway they leave her dad in the living room oh we forgot about the scene in the bathroom with her trolling her mama <laughs> they told her to get the fuck out this party when Sarah, she the first time she was, she her mama was in there powdering her nose, and yeah. Sarah popped up after taking a shit, mm-hmm. and she was begging her mama, "Can I come home, please? I want to come home, please." And her mama oh. was like, "You got to get the fuck up out of here. Well, <laughs> we do not want these problems." <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. She was like, "You gonna fuck up everything?" That's true. They're just like, "What about Laura Bush?" Um, so yeah, Sarah um, was running around this shit like a scene out Terminator Two. <laughs> she was running in the hallway and Sarah Connor. The, the Yakuza was just shooting up everybody. Um but uh Everybody. Yeah, somehow she managed to escape. Um and she was running around the corner, almost got away from the Yakuza, her, da- her mom got shot, her dad got killed, and then Eric came around the corner and he was like, uh, hey, bitch. <laughs> How you and doing? jacked her up. It was like, oh, yeah, I promised to kill you. Long time no see. <laughs> and apparently he was still mad that he accused her for all that shit. So, <laughs> Well, I do declare. Is that Sarah? <laughs> Sarah, is that you, girl? Is Yee- that you, child? <laughs> Yeehaw. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, why? Eric, no off, man. <laughs> So yeah, he uh he held, he choked the ass up pretty good. I ain't seen you since the coons age. Mm-hmm. Uh and then uh uh my man Eric went and killed the Yakuza too and let Sarah live again. Yep. Why so, was they why was the Yakuza walking like Jason or or you know, one of them other characters? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like they were just taking their time and they vampires. killing everybody. And they're vampires too, so like the spacing was all wrong. But yeah, that's what happened, man. See, dude, uh, dude, they did it again. Face off. It was like a scene for face off. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that was it for True Blood. Um, just, just. <laughs> Sarah, not the interest in the main oh, plot about her. There was one last thing I forgot. They cut the bill. It was a very short scene. It's at the very, very end, and Bill gets out of the bathtub. Looks in the mirror and now he has the marks on his chest, so he must have got LV. Oh yeah, I forgot that. Now, do you think that means that Suki is caring? Yep, I think that means everybody getting it from Suki, cause she's the common denominator <laughs> at the whole world. <laughs> no, not the whole world. That yes, would make sense. The whole world, I believe that ninety nine percent of the vampires had sex with Suki. Mm-hmm. That would make sense. She's like using the same needle. Yep, your heroin addict. But, uh, and yeah. we know she's not using condoms. Mm hmm. So, uh, all right, man. Yeah, then after that, the strain came on, which is that's why she didn't want Alcide to turn into a vampire because she knew he was already sick. Like, if he'd have oh. turned into a vampire, he'd have woke up with sicky disease. Yep, that's what they should call it. They don't need to call it Hep V, they yeah, just need sicky. <laughs> yeah, they need to call it that suck. That suck. <laughs> oh no, Eric, I got the suck. <laughs> Nelson Ellis. So nasty. Nelson Ellis opens up about Luke Grimes' alleged <laughs> true blood departure over gay role. I guess you're not looking forward to anything this week. 
Nope. Because <laughs> <laughs> he didn't ask, did he? I'm looking forward to it being one less episode to watch. <laughs> yep. Uh, I think I think uh, Violet's going to do something super crazy next week. That's it. A woman scorned, dog. Mm-hmm. You know, like she got time and murderous intentions. It's going to be like Snap. She better keep Jason alive. He like she know he don't have help V. Mm-hmm. Got to keep him alive. So uh, Nelson Ellis, the actor who plays Lafayette on True Blood, he uh, talked about Luke Grimes. Alleged true blood departure over gay role. Finally, someone said what we all been thinking. <laughs> when true blood star Lake Grimes, they put true blood in quotes, but not star. I feel like true blood should be fine, but star should be in quotes. <laughs> <laughs> Luke Grimes reportedly quit rather than play a gay role opposite of Nelson Ellis in the cult favorite TV show. The irony seemed pretty apparent. True blood is without a doubt one of the queerest shows currently on television and one couldn't help but wonder what Grimes thought he was getting himself into right when he initially came out on to, as a cast member right. i thought they said came on to a cast member for a second <laughs> <laughs> he did uh, i was like oh no that's not right now ellis is opening up about his own thoughts surrounding Grimes' departure and he has a few choice words for the actor when asked by new york magazine's vulture site if he had the opportunity to talk or bond with Grimes. Ellis responded in part, I didn't, but I'm completely, I mean, I can say I'm not going to, I can say I'm not going to make a comment, but I just think that you're an actor, you're an actor on a show, that's true blood. We're all sitting here going, you quit your job because, really? I'm just, I'm over him. You quit your job because you don't want to play a gay part. Uh, when pushed further, Ellis elaborated. You make a statement when you do something like that. If you have a child, if you have a son and he comes out gay, what are you going to do? If you have a daughter who comes out gay, you just made a statement. Disown him. It has ripple effects. I can't approve a character with judgment. Oh, wait. I can't approach a character with judgment. I certainly can't tell my boss I can act what I want, but not, but not what you tell me to act. So I'll be in your state, but, you know, make me... A long-haired samurai. Like, no, you can't do that, huh? Yeah, well, he's mm-hmm. he's y'all didn't hear what he's. I can. This is what he said. Cause your statement, I was like, wait a minute, no, because I'm listening. I'm going confused. He said, <laughs> I'm glad I wasn't alone. <laughs> okay, he said, I certainly can't tell my boss I can act what I want to act, but not what you tell me to act. I got so that. that's so that's like saying I'll be in your thing, but I want to be a long-haired samurai. Like okay. you don't get to you don't get to fucking decide. No, you don't. Like oh, okay. you like the role is the role. You do what the actor you do what the character role tells you to do. The fucking end, you know. Uh, especially a show where you come in knowing what it is. Uh, I didn't like what he did because he made a statement, and sometimes you have to take responsibility. Yep. Yeah, you don't get to be. I want to be an elf today. Well, that's not the fucking job, dick bag. Right. Just the don't job even is take the role. to do what the fucking writers and the the people who write the show decide with the character. Now right. you either are dedicated to being this character or you're not. And right. Like I said, everybody has freedom of choice. Mm-hmm. You know that no one can stop him. But I do judge him as an actor as not as good as Nathan Ellis. Like right. I mean, as Nelson Ellis. Like Nelson Ellis actually. Uh, you know, is not a gay dude and he's doing all these fucking, all this shit for this one character 
and i'm like that's why the fuck that dude is a better actor than you guy who quits because you don't want to do no gay shit now i will say this that that story right there and the way um nelson describes it is like the other the previous actor knew that he was gonna have some gay roles um and if he knew about it that's why i'm like yeah he he's terrible as an actor but if he didn't know and he thought he was gonna be cast as a straight character and later on they was like nah you're gonna have to suck some dick yeah i, I could and, see him being like nah I but we saw bro. but the other thing is we saw the scenes last night no so but we I'm know just saying, it wasn't like some over the top like oh we you know but yeah, that's and, final season scenes versus the season that he signed up for and 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 I, and I guess my thing. Well, this is the season he quit, right? So, I mean, yeah. I'm assuming he learned, oh, you're going to have sexual scenes with Lafayette. And then he was just like, oh, no, I don't do gay shit, man. Yeah. I, I and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Yeah. But yeah. if he knew last season when he first signed up to be on the show. Well, and, and, for the and, record, you keep saying you're okay with it. I don't know what that means. Right. I, mean, I I don't know what you're saying because I'm not saying I'm not okay with him quitting. Yeah, I'm saying I'm okay with him quitting. I judge him as an actor. Like, right. oh, you couldn't do that part, right? And I have I'm, I'm saying I'm not judging him as an actor just because he didn't want to play um, any homosexual scenes. And and that's and, weird. And man. that's the thing. I'm judging you. And the reason why I'm yeah, judging then why you, do you get? Oh, sorry, kid. Go ahead. Oh, no problem. I'm don't be judge- judging me. I'm I'm not the one to turn down the role. No, no, I'm not judging you. I'm judging well, you him say as an actor. Um, no, no, <laughs> not you personally. Yeah, yeah, he's just doing it again. <laughs> I'm, judging, I'm judging you as an actor for the simple fact that as an actor, it is your duty to know what you're signing up for. You are, you, you are bad as an actor if you sign up for a play and you have no idea and you haven't read the script and you have no background information on what it may turn into be. Now it's different if they don't tell you and then something comes up and you go, well, I don't want to do this, but this is goddamn true blood. <laughs> so that's the problem I have. It's not like you don't know that it's a possibility that this could happen. Not just that though, honestly. Um, maybe he thought he was going to be the first straight vampire on the show. I but, guess so. Um, even less important than about being straight or not as a character, right? I just think it's a cop out and I don't understand how we can be like, well, Lafayette, you know, Nelson Ellis is such a great actor because of what he's willing to do for his characters and then go, well, it has no bearing on other char- on other actors if they choose not to do these things. Like it does, it absolutely does, or else we wouldn't be giving Ellis so much props. We would be like, oh, nah, that's what you, you know, whatever. And it, nah, I'm talking to Justin right now. Okay. Like, how is it not a big, a big deal? Like, you know what I mean? Like, so are we saying that what, what, Laf- the, the playing the character of Lafayette as a straight man, not, not that big a deal? No, I'm saying. Cause to me, it's a fucking huge deal. I, I don't think it's that big a deal that he's playing a homosexual character. But I think he he has done a great job at it. I, I am saying he's done a he's but done a if, beyond he he went beyond the call of duty on that role. Excellent job. But if active. you say it's not that big a deal that he's playing the character, then this dude quitting wouldn't that be a big deal? Then if it's, it's not that big a deal to play the character, it's not it's not that big a deal to me that he didn't want to play a homosexual character. Like that's I feel like you have it both ways, but whatever. No, man. I feel like it's yeah. not. I just don't look at it that big a deal that he didn't want that role. It's just like if a guy says I'm not doing any action scene roles, like I only want to do love stories. Yeah, and I guess. My- yeah, but 
that but you wouldn't sign up to like right the love you know what i mean like you don't sign up to um a romantic comedy and then be like oh no 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 i thought this was an action movie i'm not doing this shit yeah it's i don't know I, i'm under uh, the assumption that you think he got surprised i don't think he got surprised it's goddamn true blood what <laughs> kind of surprise can you get we've done this seven seasons i never really paid any attention that all the vampires was gay i never like i knew they someone i never really mm-hmm. like i just never really focus i i focus on the titties so i never really paid oh, any okay. attention there okay uh, okay, okay. Well, then why are we having this conversation with Justin? Yeah, yeah yeah never mind then i thought yeah. you were taking it serious me too um however it later came to light <laughs> that he reportedly quit the season uh over the season seven script included a queer romance plot line between his character and ellis's um now here's the thing that's funny if people were like if we found out that he didn't quit because it's a gay scene he quit because it was a scene involving a black person. Everybody would be like, oh, fuck this dude. Yeah, it's just right. making him a piece of shit. Right. It's so funny, dog. And it's, it's just very, like it's people's very- lines are just so fucked up, man. Because like if it's like it, if you choose to play this character, like if someone said, like if Sarah Malott, the dude who plays Sarah Malott was like, oh, no, I didn't realize that in season six, I was supposed to have a love interest and she was going to be a black woman. Um, I'm actually not OK with that. So I quit the show. Nobody would be like, well, you know, it's not a big deal. You just uh, quit the show. You got to respect this. We'd be like, man, fuck that nigga. Like, what What kind of shit is this? But it's like something about the idea of like, oh, you're playing a gay person. Like, for all we know, the dude who plays Sam a lot wouldn't date a black woman in real life. So you're saying don't if know. he had acting standards like um, Gary Oldman, then it's not okay. Yeah, No, I fucks with Gary Oldman acting because he hates black people but continues to get in these movies and be around us. Yeah. That's obviously a great actor. He acts like in some of his roles, he acts like he has no problems with niggers. And I'm like, wow, that's amazing dude. Right. And my thing, and I guess been in a movie with black people. uh, I know you're counting the monkeys as black. Yeah. The monkeys are definitely Mm -hmm. black. black, What are you talking about? Have you not seen the movie? Mm -hmm. But outside of that, (laughs) uh, Gotham had a lot of black people in it. Mm -hmm. Did it? Mm -hmm. Why he was in the scene? Uh, he never showed him around any of the black people. You know what? That's a good point. Uh, he wasn't really hanging out with a lot of black people. <laughs> he never in the scenes point. with I'm black people. I'm about to say, they was in the movie, but mm-hmm. yeah. And I'm looking up his other old movies now. Yeah. Harry Potter. Um, not a lot of black people. <laughs> no, no black people. Not a lot of black people. Red Riding Hood. Uh, mm-hmm. No black people. Uh, he was a voice in Call of Duty, Black Ops, which you discussed. That's African American Ops. <laughs> so <laughs> now that, now you gotta give him some credit back. No, well, you discussed <laughs> that movie is pure racism. No, no. I mean, that of, game, that game is racism. No, that, that's when the people play it online. That's not oh, his okay. fault. <laughs> like, he, he don't say the, what if his voice was saying the racist shit? You know, <laughs> nice shot, nigger. <laughs> like it was out of program. Yeah. Uh, but nah, he was in book. Of, he was in book of Eli with uh, Denzel. So he like he, he worked. Damn with it, us. you and your research team. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he worked with some black people. <laughs> who, who, who was researching? What, what can I find though? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, go ahead, Cam. No problem. And I guess for me, the way I look at it is like this, Justin. It's very to me. It's very unprofessional. Like to just be like, I'm not doing it because the role is gay. Like to me. Maybe that's just the way I'm looking at it and call me wrong, but that's very unprofessional for the simple fact that I feel like it's true blood and I don't think it's shocker. I don't think it's a surprise. It's- you know now what I else? will say this though. Well, hold on. Also, people like 
i noticed leonard brothers just did it i think justin's been doing it you guys are talking as not actors you know what i'm saying like y'all are talking on from the perspective of like like if if we were recording balls deep next week and i was like hey next week we're gonna be doing some gay love scenes okay i get why you quit the show like that that doesn't make any fucking sense no can we sprung that up on you yeah but as an actor you know this shit is not only a possibility but you know to some extent um likely you know with certain projects well what i was getting ready to say is as a director um or a writer he couldn't be in my movies though but why not why not but why not because i want him to do what the fuck i tell him to do right and that's why he's not <laughs> that's a, the point that's all i'm saying yeah that's why he's that's not all a I'm good saying. actor he yeah. has a right to do whatever the fuck he wants to do as a human being no one can make you do anything right but at the same time i definitely can judge you as a right. person who's supposed to have this as a profession who's like i refuse to do this i was okay with it until you asked me to do you know blank as part of my job and it's like but this is in the job description all the other actors are doing it no fuck that i'm not doing it okay cool you're not dedicated enough to this craft for me to to have uh respect for oh and then Linda brothers actually said he's just saying what he thinks your logic was on the subject <laughs> so he's he's saying he don't even agree with that shit right and so. on top of that it could affect other projects because i could imagine people are looking at this and might have considered hiring him that's to do money. some things and then he's like i don't like like you said i don't want to hire you now that's yeah, I wouldn't. yeah i definitely so wouldn't hire the dude you and stepping down affected your I mean, money I, and I don't think anybody gets has more authority than nelson ellis on this shit because like that dude really like honestly it's kind of funny this is the role that really made him for us like right yep how much other work did he get because people were like damn that brother is dedicated <laughs> like there's so many people that be like yo i don't feel comfortable in this or you know can we like change especially once you get pulled on the show because a lot of people don't know like lafayette's not a major character in the book um this is all because he was such a magnetic actor mm-hmm. that he like created this uh that that they started writing things around him because yeah. people enjoy seeing him on the screen so yeah man i like i said dog when he hit you with that um listen now fucker um when if you get a child and because this is the other thing man matter of fact we're gonna just have to do go there today i can get a little balls deep on this one but um when he's like you know if you have a son and your son is gay like it does send a message to like gay people and gay kids and gay like get, this is wrong and you should not have to do this meanwhile there's so many actors and actresses that are gay in real life but play right. straight roles for their careers because we just fucking expected of them they don't no one rewrites the role when it's like oh ellen page got the part well let's take all the, the straight shit out and make it a gay role which was just like no you, you're gonna do this like because you're an actor and we expect you to have this in your skill set so this dude doesn't have it in the skill set yeah i get why people are like fuck him you think he showed up at the writer's meeting and was like ew a right. penis is in the script right <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing that. He's, he's, you, I, I want to see the first day when he was reading the script and he's like, and then James says, um, mm. uh, can I talk to you for a second real quick? Yeah. Um, is, uh, Anna, Anna Packman, can I, can I see your script real quick? I just want to see page 63. 
Okay. <laughs> and then James is talking to Lafayette and James said, oh, okay. Uh, I think there's a typo on the script. I think it's supposed to say Jessica and it keeps saying Lafayette. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And apparently it's in, it's in, I checked her script. It's in hers too, guys. Can we just like switch that up? I don't know quick, what. Wait a minute. This is, is this April Fool's? Is this April? Yeah. Is this April 1st? Uh, you got me, guys. <laughs> you got me. Am I being punked? Am I being punked? Am I being punked? Uh, I, I see here too. It says I'm a bottom. So come on, <laughs> come on, guys. I would clearly be fucking Lafayette. If I was going to be fucking them, which I won't be, because fuck they, that. They was like, you worried you might like it? Yeah. What if that's the problem? They do the scene. <laughs> they do the scene. He's like, can we get one more take? <laughs> Nelson Ellis is like, come on, man. What are you doing? I just don't think I really gave it up my all, man. Maybe you can like, you know, maybe we should be naked for this scene. Should we like get some clothes <laughs> off going in? Hold it up. You know, I'm not scared. I'm not scared at all. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, dog. <laughs> like this shit, like I got into it on big time today with just black twitter in general um and a lot of people were really supportive they retweeted and all this you stay shit. arguing with black people you gonna have to switch yo it's and not to, and go to asian twitter yo, or, I, or hispanic for real is i do not belong anymore <laughs> oh 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 so now you better than us now i'm right <laughs> mm-hmm. now i'm better than black twitter you moved out the hood what the <laughs> fuck they get a little education go get you a bigger house mm-hmm. all of a sudden you too good for us dog i was like what are y'all doing they came and fucked up my little party dog no um, more jokes you don't understand our jokes revoke his hood pass right so um you know tony dungy said that he didn't want to deal with taking Michael Sam in the draft. Mm-hmm. To which I said, uh, first black coach, they win the Super Bowl. Right. Don't want to deal with the circus. <laughs> I, I was like, why did he say that? And who stuck the camera in his face? Yeah. Because they knew all, that was the reaction they was going to get from remember him. Remember when that nigga was going to the Super Bowl and the two weeks uh, between the Super Bowl was just – Black coach, black coach, black coach, black yeah, coach. Because it was between him and um, Lovey. Yeah, black coach gonna win. Black coach, black coach, y'all. Black yeah. coach gonna. He was win. eating it up. Yeah, it was okay then. That circus was fine. <laughs> it's not a distraction, is yeah, it? Yeah, not a distraction at all for anybody. Mm-hmm. Then Mike Vick got out of prison, and this motherfucker adopted Mike Vick and was like, "Hey, man." He needs to go to a good home. Was, was advocating for that man. Y'all, it don't worry. He's a it's, changed man. This is the thing. I don't know why y'all surprised. And I'm, I hate to say this. I'm not but surprised. He, but he is light skinned. And you saw how right. Leonard Brothers turned on me. In the on chat. Balls just, deep. Right. Yeah. Just <laughs> now he did. Right. Like you see how he keep doing. It's some light skinned dudes that's like that. No disrespect. Mm-hmm. Leonard Brothers. No, I know how y'all are in the, with the jokes and the racism. So no disrespect. <laughs> but I, I, I'm not surprised. Like it's, yeah. I'm not. Well, I'm, I am not surprised either. Um, because I don't find it very surprising. Uh, sadly, man, I'm getting to a point where I don't find it surprising anymore when I find out somebody that's religious is a bigot. Like I, yep. I wish I was like, I wish I would be like, oh, man, I mean, just cause you're religious don't mean you got, but I'm getting to the point where I'm like, let me get a super religious dude has no problem with murder. Marvin Harrison was on this team. That's fine. Uh, he has no problem with uh, infidelity. He has no problem with rape. Rape. He has no. But but hey, a gay dude in the locker room is just too much of a circus, guys. 
we can't have that in the locker room now if you want to beat your fiance and then marry her and then have a press conference supported by the team then that is fine but if you want to be gay you need to be in the closet and by in the closet i mean not at all don't be gay stop being gay everybody it's too much gay shit going on and then he blamed it on the media which is another out that a lot of people do he is the media you're the media now (laughs) what are you talking about not to mention number like when it comes to this like blaming shit on the media part of this this uh i don't even know what to call it at this point this this uh scandal yo it wouldn't be a problem if the bigot people would shut the fuck up yep it wouldn't even be a story i didn't hear shit about michael sam the whole off season (laughs) this nigga wanna ask me this nigga wanna ask me everybody was like cool and then this nigga's like, I wouldn't even have took him. Well, what? It's the media. What's the problem? You, nigga, the media. Right. You, you, the media. I think he could have just, he could have said, you know what? I'd have to see game film. I hadn't done a lot of um, research on him. Mm-hmm. Left it at that. Yep. Could have said a bunch of shit, but he didn't, dog. And he why? Said, because he wants you to know that he wouldn't feel? deal with the shit. Now, he he changed his tune. Like, he... Cause that money talks. <laughs> yes, it does. And I knew he would. Dog. Isn't he on CBS too? Um, one of the NBC. major channels. Uh, one of the major yeah. channels. And uh, NBC, NBC. Yeah, NBC. And I was like, then yeah. they got a peacock for a mascot. There's right. no right. fucking way that the no rainbow, rainbow is a mascot. <laughs> you gonna on. be able to discredit anything uh, as homosexuality? Now, originally, he said that he wouldn't draft him. To which, ninety nine percent of people that are logical realizes what that means. I don't want him on my team. Mm-hmm. Now he changed it to like, I never said I didn't want him on my team. Right? He said, I he clarified his remarks he made regarding Michael Sam saying the openly gay linebacker who was drafted by the St. Louis Rams absolutely deserves a chance to play in the NFL. The former Tampa Bay Bucks and Indianapolis Colts coach said he would be concerned only with the distraction that media coverage of Sam's attempt to make the roster would create if he were his coach. Dungey's comments to the Tampa Tribune for a story published Sunday created a backlash within traditional and social media. I do not believe Michael's sexual orientation will be a distraction to his teammates or his organization. I do, however, believe the media attention that comes with it will be a distraction. I wouldn't have taken him, Dungey, who was an NFL. Well, that's saying the same thing, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't believe it will be a distraction to to the team, but it will be a distraction. (laughs) To who? (laughs) To who then? Because if it's not distracting the team, why would it matter to anything? Not to mention, as a fucking coach and GM and organization, that's your job. Right. Like, when do you take some responsibility on managing what's going on in your locker room? So what? It's too difficult to be like, oh, we got a gay dude on the team. Let's just... Treat them like everybody else. Is that fucking hard to do, apparently? Hey, guys, we got a gay teammate. Oh, man. Oh, it's a distraction, man. What are we going to do? Uh, we're going to treat them like everyone else. Oh. Well, then what's the, what's the fucking problem? Right. Uh, that was it. That's and, the whole meeting. Right. And if you don't, there would be repercussions. Yeah. Meeting over. The meeting right. over. Hey, guys, treat the, treat everybody on the team equally. Oh, man. Well, that's crazy. I mean, wow. What a revolutionary concept. You mean I have to, I can't call the black guys niggers? No, no. Oh. Apparently you can do that on the Eagles team, go to racism rehab for 48 hours, but that's not a distraction. Oh, okay. I, as long as I can call yeah. the black guys niggers, I'm okay. Te- teams can deal with that. Can, can we fight at practice? Can we oh, still yeah, fight yeah. at practice? Yeah. I mean, if you want to break a couple teammates' nose bones 
in practice and in one of their careers early, uh, that's okay. fine. And not only do you have to, you will you be on the team? You'll be on the team till you're good and old. And the second you get cut, you'll get picked up by Baltimore. Like it's no problem, right. guys. Don't yeah. even worry about it. Well, can what about like Ricky Hazen? Is that can I still do that? Yeah, if you want to call somebody a half nigger and actually take the Ricky Hazen to the second year and keep it going, um, and make them pay for a trip right. to Vegas that they're never gonna go on. Completely fine. That's fine. Sounds good. I just want to make yeah. sure I'm not distracting the team with all these yeah. extracurricular as activities. A team, as a team, we will call you a leader and defend everything about you for <laughs> in the press until it's untenable because you keep acting a fucking fool okay. and go on social media saying crazy shit. But cool. until then, completely fine. Not a distraction. Okay, cool. So, okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, matter of fact, uh, if you want to have a murderer on your team, mm-hmm. a guy that gets accused of murder... Um, not a problem. Just go ahead and uh, sign up, and then we'll also you, take Tim Tebow and put him on the, as backup. Now you know, Coach, I got a boat party planned pretty soon. Right. Um, we're gonna have some underage girls. Strippers. Cool. Wow, sounds like a good idea. Um, uh, barely. Well, not underage. Let me rephrase it. How about barely legal? Shouldn't be or barely illegal. Which one is it? Which sh- shouldn't be <laughs> almost almost legal? Yeah, the almost legal. Thing. And uh, you know what? Shouldn't even. Shouldn't even be a distraction. Cool, cool. So, I'm, I'm no. Dungey says he wouldn't take him, not because I don't believe Michael Sam should have a chance to play, but I wouldn't want to deal with all of it. Now, it's not going to be totally smooth. Things will happen. Now, here's the part that people keep trying to harp on. Well, he said that he believes he should have a chance to play. Yeah, but not on his, his team. team. Right. And that's a lot like, I believe in interracial dating, but not with my daughter. Right, not with my son. I mean, now does that make me a racist? Because personally, I don't want any stake in this. I wouldn't let anyone around me do it. Um, I would, when I'm in a position of power, I make sure that that person that, uh, you know, this, this person that's in this oppressed minority group will definitely not be a part of it. Well, no, not really. Now, hey, buddy, hey, hey, hey. Just because I don't want it in my house doesn't make me a racist, all right? When I have Bob Johnson come over, I let him come in the backyard when we're barbecuing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he likes a good barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> but no, he couldn't date my daughter. The remarks caused a stir for Dungey, who advocated for quarterback Michael Vick's return to the league after he was convicted of dogfighting charges. Mm-hmm. Dungey became a mentor to Vick. Someone tried to tell you on my Facebook page, "Well, didn't Vick serve his time?" And you could just say that, like he served his time, and everybody needs to move on. Yeah, um, tell that to his detractors who never move on. Right. Peter was still outside of the Jet Stadium doing a protest now. Here's where that relates to this controversy. It doesn't relate. Because he said, well, Peter is like a cult. You know what it is like a cult? Um, homophobic people is like a cult. And they never get tired. Because it's not like Michael Sims has done something illegal. Right. Um, Michael Vick actually did do something illegal. However, right. we may minimize right. his crimes. It was a crime. He paid his time and all this shit, but people are, there are people that dislike him. There are people that write articles now, Every like about day. Michael Vick. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. Michael Sam never done anything illegal. And the closest thing we had to compare it to is a bunch of fucking crimes for him just having a sexual orientation. We're sitting up here going, well, I mean, isn't that like when you have to deal with this type of distraction? It's like, nope. Uh, actually, it's not because it's just his sexual orientation. You keep saying it shouldn't be a big deal. We should be over it. Then why can't we just not talk about it? Like, right. like if, if you don't have a problem with it, let it go. You know, and I'm 
sick of these people because a lot of these motherfuckers are cowards and they hide behind like the hey at least it's honest or hey uh you know i i just i just uh i'm not saying that i have a problem with them i'm just saying that you know maybe it's because his football reasons i have a problem so let's talk about his football reason but um this dude was going to be drafted first of all it was going to be in the first round top 10 mm-hmm. then it dropped during the season you know it dropped um then he made an announcement about sexuality and immediately every scout dropped him and he became trash now i'm just saying how the fuck was this nigga not trash before he was out yeah all during his college career he wasn't trash he wasn't trash then he's like i'm gay this nigga trash shouldn't even be drafted by the way even before the draft all the draft gurus experts and all this shit the scouts still had him going in the top three to five rounds right this nigga barely got drafted he was literally close to one of the last people drafted yeah and if we're just talking about a capitalist point of view a a, a econ point of view that he's totally worth the risk because this is the cheapest you can ever get a player that was at this caliber right some chick was like well i shouldn't even be knowing he's it's too much hype around him i shouldn't even know a seventh round draft pick's name I don't know. Was he co-defensive MVP of the SEC? Have there been very many seventh round draft picks who have achieved that level of success in college, but also fall into the seventh round? I don't fucking think so. If so, you would know a lot more seventh round draft picks. Man, these the people that have an issue with this are the same people that would have to do some self-reflection and and look at themselves and how they govern their own lives. And they wouldn't like what they saw. You know what I mean? Yeah. If it was if it was some open and honest self reflection. Yeah, you know they don't I mean? they don't want to hear it, dog. Like I've the last two days on my Facebook page have been me just and, and on Twitter it's just been me being like, Okay, but what about what what about this is making you uncomfortable? Cause honestly, there really should be no reason. It's like, well, we just need to get over it. I'm like, all right, cool, then be over it. Like I'm not making you not be over it. Right. Well, he just doesn't need to put you putting it all up in our face. Like heterosexual shit isn't all in our face like you know like players don't kiss their girlfriends at the drive all the time yep. all the that time. one dude kissed his one and proposed what was it at the um yeah the college championship right and they won it happens all the time like, like it was all in my face i don't want to see that chili just titties all right. in my face in while i'm laid up with my mm-hmm. woman watching the game <laughs> i didn't i didn't come to this restaurant and order titties right with my meal <laughs> um so he was like he so now he, he copping please he goes I was not asked whether or not Michael Sam deserved an opportunity playing at NFL. He absolutely does. Why would they ask you that? They didn't expect you to, by the, for the record, they didn't expect you to answer with that stupid ass answer. <laughs> right. Like they asked you a softball ass question about drafting him and you turned it into a controversy with your bigotry, dog. And I call I think it someone kind of knew. Well, he says like, I've been asked this question before and I didn't give, uh, get in trouble. Cause, Cause didn't you didn't answer like this. That's you didn't right. ask. Stu- you didn't answer stupidly. You didn't answer with your bigotry. You tried to hide that shit, and you thought it was safe to come shoot at him. Maybe you didn't like that he got that SB or whatever, and now you got caught up, bro. Not to mention, dog. Um, people were like, "How can you call him a bigot, man?" Just because of his opinion. Um, when he accepted that Indiana uh, family, um, uh, the Indiana family group, whatever it was, like family. I forget what it's called, like, but something where in Indiana where he was the coach, um, yeah, Family Institute. Um, when he accepted that shit, 
um and basically got there it was supporting the fact that he was against gay marriage um that's all it takes to be a bigot in my book because you really shouldn't give a fuck about what two grown-ass adults want to do <laughs> yep. that that's all it takes so anybody got a question for me again about who i think is a bigot um uh, if you believe that shit you and i have no problem telling you that shit to your fucking face dog is like that like i'm tired of the nice people always having to be the ones that back up off the shit like oh no we should be able to exist in a world where i tolerate your intolerance of people that can't even do anything about it Nah, i really don't need to dog i don't need to respect you and i don't need to to tolerate your bullshit i don't give a fuck if it's your religion i don't care what you hide behind is bigotry to me religion been used to do a bunch of shit in our history it's been used to keep people from being interracially marriage it's been used to enforce slavery right yep. you're not gonna be able to be like it's in this book it's used and to I, take over continents yeah it, and just because you believe in that book doesn't mean i believe in that book or the man down the street with a different book doesn't have his book and we don't go by his rules like stop that shit dog like just treat people as fucking equals mm-hmm. it's not hard to ask it's not hard a lot to ask of people mm-hmm. so uh yeah fuck him man they, i couldn't believe people was trying to turn the tables like so you're not being tolerant of his intolerance i mean mm-hmm. how does that make you better because i'm not the intolerant one motherfucker mm-hmm. i'm not the one he can change his beliefs you can't just change your sexuality dog if you mm-hmm. told me tomorrow hey man i need to start sucking dick i'll be like what is this the true blood set i don't know how to do that <laughs> Come on, man. Mm-hmm. So anyway. You don't want that role. He was wow, like, wow. I was not asked whether his sexual orientation should play a part in the evaluation process. It should not. I was not asked whether or not I would have a problem having. Well, then talk about what you were asked. Then why did you bring it up? Right. Why are you bringing this up? I was not asked whether I would have a problem having Michael Sam on my team. I would not. You said you wouldn't draft him. Yeah, that's a problem. having. Now, him how does he team. get on your team? How do you <laughs> get him on the team? You won't draft him. Oh, he's not a free agent. Oh, because the other players will pick him up. Yeah, they'll, right. They'll call him like, man, just show up. We're going to get you on the squad. Yeah. How's he going to get on the team? He's a rookie in the NFL. How's he going to get on your team? You wouldn't have a problem, though. I mean, if he just show up and claim a locker, I mean, he on the team, right? Isn't that how that works? Yep. I've been asked all of these questions several times in the last three months, and I've always answered them the same way by saying that playing in the NFL is and should be about merit. The statement read, the best players make the team. Everyone should get the opportunity to prove whether they're good enough to play. That's my opinion as a coach. But those were not the questions I was asked. What I was asked about was my philosophy of drafting, a philosophy that was developed over years, which was to minimize distractions for my team. Well, that's confusing. You just said the best player should be on the team. So why would you not draft the best player? Right. Um, Not to mention um, (laughs) Marvin Harrison. That's like saying I don't want LeBron on the Hornets. Because you know what? He's a distraction. It's too much media wanting to follow him around Mm because he's the greatest player. You know, he's married. He's got these kids. He has his friends hanging around. My drafting philosophy is not to take distractions. Shit, I be like Peter. I be like, if y'all don't let this motherfucker play, I don't Mm -hmm. give a goddamn. The follow-up question after that immediately should have been, is that why you only won one Super Bowl? Because your drafting philosophy isn't based off having good players. Yeah, can I be like, so basically it wasn't Peyton's fault? You just wouldn't take good players because you didn't want no distractions? Is that what happened? Is that why you never made it in Tampa Bay either? Yeah. Is that is that why you weren't successful? Weren't distracted enough? I do not believe Michael's sexual orientation will be a distraction to his teammates or his organization. I do, however, believe that the media attention that comes with it will be a distraction. Unfortunately, we are all seeing this play out now. I feel badly that my remarks played a role in this distraction. Nigga, it was, your, <laughs> it was you. It was just you. 
Did I you wish say, you say he gonna pray for Sam's. He gonna pray right. for Michael Sam's. I wish Michael Sam nothing but the best in his quest to become a star in the NFL, and I am confident he will get the opportunity to show that he what he can do on the field. My sincere hope is that he we will be able to focus on his play and not on his sexual orientation on Tuesday. Hall of Fame linebacker Derek Brooks defended Dungey because that's what a lot of niggas are doing. Yep. But he won't get that fair chance if niggas like him is the ones evaluating Sam's. Yep. He he's not gonna get. The, look at him. He's running gay. He's doing the drill so gay. <laughs> we can't have gay looking drills around here. Like this, this, this I, so I feel up. so justified because I told people this is the shit that dropped him in the draft, right. and everybody tried to act like I was crazy. Like what? Are we? Why would that drop him in the draft? If anything, it did better for him. That's the reason he even got. You like shut the fuck up. Right. That's 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 dumb because this is how I feel about this. And uh, when we was watching the ESPYS, I know we didn't talk about it, but when we were watching the ESPYS, and they talked about his background and his history, and they covered it, and they gave him a award, and he did a speech. Um, the thing about it was that I was sitting there thinking, there's gonna be so many people that was gonna be angry, but this is my thing. Doing the ESPYS, they talk about so much other shit that don't have a goddamn thing to do about sports. They mm-hmm. bring it up all the time, and it's irrelevant to sports. But this has something to do with sports. And this is was a a moment in history that was great in sports. And it's funny how people try to downplay this situation like it's not a big deal, it is not a problem. But it is a big deal and it is a problem because the second anything about him came on, you heard people complaining, they was fussing, they were being outraged, they didn't want to see this shit. And... It is a big deal because you're complaining. It what it will get to the point where it's not a big deal when it's this is the norm. This is not the norm. And it's funny how people want to skip past that process to act like this is the norm, but it's not the norm because too many people have a problem and too many people have an issue with it and too many people want to act like gay people, straight people, LGBTs don't exist and they don't have to deal with them and they don't want to deal with them. They just want you to stop talking about it. Like that's right. my thing. I was just discussing it, and people were like, no, nah, man, see, because not everybody that's against him is is a bigot. And I was like, um, then why would you? Why are you against him? Well, you know, I just don't believe in all this hype. What's the hype based off of? Mm-hmm. And who created the hype? Because he did. Yeah, because last time I checked, the only thing he did was come out the closet. Yeah. That, that's it. Like, it really wasn't like, you know, it, like the hype machine part. I haven't seen this nigga since. He he came out of the closet, got drafted, and fucking disappeared. And you know why he came out of the closet? Because his college teammates knew. Right. Here's and he didn't want to be deceptive. Here's like, a catch. Think about to, all the yeah. motherfuckers who, when they're in the locker room with someone that's deceptive, I didn't know he was like this. I can't believe this dude was an undercover racist or undercover homosexual the entire time. That's fucked up he would do that. He didn't trust us enough to share that with us. I thought we was bros. And that locker room is us and no one else. They should have came to us. Well, he came to his his fraternity, football fraternity, and this is how you treat him. Here's the catch-22 of all this shit. Um, My man, Kerry Rose, who was, quote-unquote, in the closet, and then got accused by his boyfriend or ex-boyfriend and outed. Uh, yeah, dog. Um, that's the other risk to this. So basically people are like, well, just stay in the closet. We don't want to hear it. You know, just stay in the closet. So then now I can be outed 10 years into my career, five years into my career, six years into my career, a month into my career. 
now can be outed. You know who else had a lot of hype around him? Monte Teo. When was the last time you heard that name? Right. Because it doesn't fucking matter, dog. I wish people were believe were, would believe half the shit they say when they say it doesn't matter to them in sexual orientation. It does. Because it seems to be the only thing that matters to them. And they keep downplaying the dude like he's just some trash ass nigga that shouldn't even have got drafted at all. And and all these motherfuckers didn't believe that before he came out the closet. Right. And and I and and it's not even like if I hear the combine shit one more time or the round he got drafted in is a fucking defense of this. Tom Brady got drafted after every quarterback in the fucking NFL. Yep. And he's still good. That's the point of the NFL. Super that's Bowl the, winning champion Russell Wilson. Yeah, that's the merit-based situation that we're talking about because it's supposed to be a meritocracy. But when motherfuckers are like, I'm not drafting you because you're gay or because you're openly gay and therefore anything dealing with you is just too much of a headache, like why couldn't you just do drugs or beat a woman or rape somebody or, you know, some other crime? Why can't you just do that? Because... It's too much to deal with you just being openly gay. You should be ashamed of that. What's crazy is all those things are perceived, what Tony Dungy is saying, are better than you being gay. Right. That that makes no sense at all. Yeah. So, yeah, Yeah. go ahead, Karen. Yeah, and, 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 and my thing is that it's funny when it comes to sports. Sports is a form of entertainment, and sports itself are people they're individual people and it's funny how people watch sports they root for teams they enjoy players but you don't want to deal with the people who play the sports that you love Mm -hmm. they're people they're individuals so if you like the sports you're gonna have to deal with the people that play the sports you can't separate the two one dude they worried if they like sam's and sam because sam's gay that makes them gay and they're worried about that versus being secure with themselves to know that I can like a gay player. And, and that, you know, matter of fact, now I wrote, I ride with Micah Sams. That's my dude in the NFL now. Yeah. Like now I got to keep up with what he doing just cause like uh, it, it's the same thing that made me like LeBron more. Like right. the fact that y'all hate him for no reason at all, at all when all he's doing is being himself. He just want to enjoy life. It makes me like him more. Dude, he told, dude, one dude told me. Uh, well, apparently you haven't played football because you got to go in the shower with 40 men. And during that time, you're going to hope that nobody's gay. It's for exit only. And I was like, if you've been showering your whole life with 50 men at a time, you shower with somebody that's gay already. Right. Yep. It's just statistically, that's, that's, that's just the way it is. You just have a shower with somebody that was out. Probably one of them dudes that slaps you on your ass and say yeah. a good game. Mm-hmm. Right. Was it a slap or was it a caress? You tell me. And Derek, Derek Brooks basically said, well, he's probably just saying what 31 other teams were probably thinking in that regard. They didn't draft him for whatever reason. He was just saying if he were head coach, this is how he would approach the situation or approach the player situation. So we know what he's saying. We didn't need a translator. Yeah. The other thing is, you're and you're also co-signing that the other 31 teams are all ran by bigoted right. organizations who – don't have tolerance meanwhile, for something different other than themselves. Meanwhile, I'm the crazy one, right, for saying that it might have affected his draft stock. And Get what's, the fuck out of here. What's crazy is that that same bigotry was handed to you just a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Like you saw 42. I know I was a little late seeing it, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But for everyone else that saw 42 or any other 
uh, the running back that had the issues with, mm-hmm. you know, being on, you know, a black player in a um, sport. Like, that was you a few years ago. Lucky for you, somebody decided this is not what we should be doing right now. We need to allow uh, other races to play this sport. Dog, this is our Disney movie. You know how, like, everybody that went to those fucking Titans games, the uh, the Denzel movie? Yep. Like, mm-hmm. all those people that were racist and shit, they were in a Disney movie. Like, later on, uh, it was like, wow, this is a great story of triumph and brotherhood and overcome. This is the Disney movie, and we're fucking failing it. Like, people are just failing the fuck out of it under the guise of either religion or be trying to be risk averse. I'm so risk averse now um, that, you know, I, even though I gamble and play this crazy ass football game, I'm too risk averse to let a gay person play it. That's crazy. What are you stupid? Like it, it's so sad to see how people are lining up to die on this shit, man. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm not your huckleberry. I'm not the dude to come to with these stupid ass arguments. Cause I will eviscerate you, man. Like, I don't friend and foe alike, man. I don't want to be the guy who just lets people be biggest around me and then be like, "Oh nah, it's cool." I, I, you know, everyone's entitled to an opinion. Keep that fucking ignorant opinion away from me because if your opinion was rise a nigger, I know I wouldn't be cool with you. I feel that strongly about this shit, I mean, well, and it's you, not you, me. It's you, other people because kind of are nigger. Yeah, I, I feel. But it's not. It's <laughs> not me. It's not. It's, it's not just me on this issue. I say the same shit when we talk about kids come that are forced to go to college rather than come out and be pros. Right. I've had the same amount of passion for those issues. I say the same thing when we talk about certain women's issues. Mm-hmm. I say the same, like, it's not about me personally relating to it. There's just a very right or wrong line right here. And if people are trying to ignore it, then it's something inside of them that makes them become hypocrites when it pertains to someone's sexuality. But when it's something else, they're able to see how clearly, like, oh, it's right and wrong. Okay, I get it. I shouldn't be this way. But when it comes to this dude having sex with other men, apparently that's too much. And we know a majority of y'all have a homosexual relative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and and I guess for me, and Roger brought, brought it up, it's, it's funny how people prioritize things. You know, this man's sexuality that really has nothing to do with you is bigger than... uh somebody beating their wife, somebody killing their wife, somebody abusing their wife, somebody killing dogs or whatever the issue may be in the NFL. And it's just amazing how a lot of people, I think for a lot of people, NFL is quote unquote, they want it to just be a manly sport and a manly game. Right. And they don't want to have to deal with anything outside. Because obviously if you're gay, you can't be a man. And like I say, then they look at themselves. Well, am I gay too? like they get confused like they don't know anymore it's amazing dude the league is so filled with scandals and distractions but somehow this one a person loving who they want to love is too fucking much man it's not like he's a pedophile or some shit like what is wrong with people it's okay to have isn't isn't the coach that's the owner that's had um the fucking owner with the head he had that weight in his trunk right yes and the cash And the cast, like, that's okay, though, Tony. Like, you'll yeah. work for an organization like that. That's not a distraction. Not a problem at all. I guarantee if I looked up Dungy's comments about that dude, it's some forgiving shit. Like, well, you know, people make mistakes, and he was always a good owner to me. Jim Irsay is a gay. Man, fuck that. You know, we just going to give him some treatment. Yeah. That's probably the problem. He wants to say so bad to get Michael Sam some treatment, treatment. Yep. and pray the gay away, but he knows he can't say that. Yeah. But he didn't equate, I still can't say I shouldn't pick him on my team because he's gay. Yeah. 
people got a problem with being called a bigot i say change a fucking opinion it's that easy you change your be, bigotry yeah don't be one like you know what i mean it's like hey man why you got why you gotta call me a bigot why you gotta be one don't be one it's very simple just because you don't say fag doesn't make you any less of a bigot in my opinion if you hold the same fucking views as the people who do believe that shit that's why when kobe called he called somebody a faggot on tv yeah he actually was like you know what I need to actually start doing more in that community. Yep. And he did. Like he it's, did. Like this like he learned from it. You know what I mean? He and he just, did a commercial. He did a lot. Yeah, dog. Like you can grow from this. Like here's the thing. If there's two sides of this, right? One of the side is people are gay. The other side is people don't like gay people or don't like the fact that people are gay. Um, I don't think people being gay is ever gonna change. Mm-hmm. So what can change is your fucking opinion about it you can grow you can become a better person and i'm gonna be the asshole that puts the pressure on you to keep growing and i'm not gonna be like it's okay it's not okay Mm -hmm. so there you go um speaking of not okay mcdonald's uh apparently got shut down by um or or in china apparently had some issues because uh They use meat that have fallen into onto a factory floor and mixed expired goods with new meat. So the meat sat on the floor for like a week or two, and then they put it back with the new meat. Like, how did you mix right. it? They, they were missing, and it fell. They was like, "Fuck it, stick it back in now." <laughs> but no, you just know that someone making four seventy five an hour actually made that decision, right? Yep. Like that's what's so funny is like at the end of the day. Thing. All the processes, all the money in the world, at the end of the day, it came to somebody making 25 cents an hour in China. Right. Who was like, oh, shit, I dropped the meat. And then just put it back. Like, oh, just put it back in there. But they said mix with expired meat, too. Expired meat. Which makes me think the meat sat there for a while. Yes. And then decided, oh, well, you know what? And meat. If it mixes, it'll it'll get back good. And it's McDonald's, (laughs) so, so meat should be in quotes. It's like penicillin. Right, it's not real yeah. meat. It's not real meat. And me- and I don't know if you guys know, but McDonald's meat never expires once you get it out the store. Mm-mm. Like, you can leave that Whopper sitting on, I mean, you can leave that Big Mac sitting on your desk for seven, eight years. And it'll yeah. look the same when you pop that box it's open. It's like a Twinkie. <laughs> um, now they promise all the steaming trash they serve you will be totally fresh. <laughs> Shanghai Hustle Foods was shut down. They're not paying the people no extra. Huh? They're not paying the people no extra, so I don't believe you. Uh, Shanghai Hussu Food Co. was shut down by local regulators yesterday after Chinese station Dragon TV aired, wow, that's, that's racist, aired a reported, a report documenting this fun, laid back approach to sanitation. Today, McDonald's and Yum, with Jones KFC and Pizza Hut, as well as non-affected restaurant Taco Bell, apologize to customers. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was the crazy part. People yeah. was like, no, Taco Bell meat is not real, but McDonald's is. Mm-hmm. They the same fucking company. Right. We will not tolerate any violations of government laws and regulations from our supplies, said Yum China, which regulate, which require all of its KFC and Pizza Hut restaurants to seal up and stop using all meat materials supplied by the Husu factory. The division, Num Yo, Yum number one, wait, Yum number one, <laughs> Yum no hum no ho. Yeah, num yum The division. The division's yum no one business unit has just seen a KFC restaurant bounce back from the double whammy of the food safety scare and the bird flew out, very. What the fuck? Are they serving diseased birds? Wow. 
Hey man, I'm glad I haven't eaten at any of those restaurants. For <laughs> real? Niggas be fighting in the KFC like this is good. Oh, dude. <laughs> oh man, where did that fella come from? Right. Ooh, it's hot. Oh, man, mm. is it hot in here? Or is it just this chicken? Man, I need to lay down. I need to lay down, man. Oh man, coughing up fellas and shit with them diseases. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if it's, it's proven worse than the Ebola. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Improving the practice is outlined in the report are completely unacceptable to McDonald's anywhere in the world. A China-based spokeswoman for McDonald's tell Rogers. Rogers so. You think you think you think somebody's gonna do an Asian voice joke and be like, "You lie, McDonald's. <laughs> you lie." <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna do it, but you think somebody yeah. will? Because like, yeah. we know they lying. Like we know they lying. It's, it's just, just they happen to have those. Um, they happen to have those factories in places like you know. In Asia, where right, they their employees the don't role. have a voice, right. you know what I mean. Like you start speaking up in those countries, and your motherfucking ass <laughs> will disappear with the quickness. Right, you, you pay them twenty five cent an hour. They don't have the same rules and regulations. They don't have the same uh uh, sa- uh sanitation laws we do. Come on, dog. like they they manage how many children you can have. Right, <laughs> you think they you think they allowing you to pick it <laughs> that twenty five cent an hour they right. get they giving you. Mm-hmm. They can find another person. <laughs> they boo. They got plenty of people. No disrespect. <laughs> but pl- yep. They, they, would take they got job. plenty of billions of people in yeah. that country that would gladly. Billions serve. Shit, you won't do it and get a little kid. <laughs> it will be, it would be difficult to come with a more on the nose metaphor for New York City's income inequality problem than the new high rise apartment building coming on 40 Riverside Boulevard, which will feature separate doors for regular Wealthy humans. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> you got to finish. <laughs> this gets a hundred. This one get they like. Why didn't they start it out with, with all due respect, <laughs> and whatever you call the scum that rents affordable housing? <laughs> That's right. Buildings in New York are gonna now have poor doors. Oh, with all due respect, it's because <laughs> like uh, and you know this happens. In, I know in North Carolina we have it in Charlotte. Um. Like, even if you build, like, really luxury houses and shit with the zoning rules and laws, you have to build a certain amount of, like, affordable housing. Mm -hmm. Right, around that area. In New York, they have to do that. So they don't want the poor people, like, coming next to the uh, richies. But you know what they do down here? Make them still look the same. Mm -hmm. You, You don't know it. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? they'd be that, nice. That would be like if, but see, we don't have high rises and shit like that. That's true really. Too. That, but that would be like if they made poor people come into the back of their homes. You know what I mean? Right. Like, like in this neighborhood, oh, that why doesn't that house have a door? Oh, it has a door. It's on the back. We, it's on the other side. That's where the poor's are. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the bus stop is in the back of their house yeah. too. It's a whole. It's an entire street with a bus stop and yeah. the doors in the back just for that community. No, no, yeah. no, no. The bus don't come down this street. Mm-mm. Uh, yeah, so uh, they announced his uh, intention. Extel Development Company, the firm behind the new building, announced his intention to segregate the rich and poor to much outrage last year. 55 of the luxury complex's 219 units will be marked for low-income renters, netting some valuable tax breaks. That's right. I mean, well, the man said the rent was too damn high. They came up with a solution. Mm-hmm. I don't, these people should be grateful. Yep, them tax breaks, dog. Like, that's why they do it. Um, for Extel with the caveat that the less fortunate tenants would stick to their own interests. Now, here's what's funny. You don't got to try to get these tax breaks. You could just make a high rise of nothing but rich people. Right. But you want to get the tax breaks from the government. So talk about entitlement. 
um so now you're going to compromise you know the the uh way the quality of living in your own space just so you can get that tax break, but you're going to bitch about it and put in a poor door. This sounds like uh, something that Donald Trump is associated with. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't believe his name not associated with this article. It has Might to be, be somehow. Don't know well, it. nah, it, if it was, we know. Yeah, because they yeah. named the other corporation. Some of them do their research. You, no, named, no, you it, named the other corporation, didn't you, in the beginning? Yeah. Yeah, I, I just can't believe his name not associated. Yeah, with it's this. not. Not only will we know because his name will be in the company, we know because he tell us. He'd be proud of it. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. He'd be, he'd be like, oh, we built a 219 unit. And like, he'd be fucking bragging about how, 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 how many stories it was and all this shit. But yeah, man, poor doors, dog. Like, I just want to know what it's like that first time that, uh, you try to walk into the, uh, whites only. I mean, I'm sorry, the rich people door. Ah! <laughs> and, uh, people were like, whoa, 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 buddy. What are you the doing? The door, man. I mean, security. Sir, that's, uh, is that Carl Canai you have on? <laughs> Yeah, I got it from the got it from the flea market. This is all I can afford, sir. I'm gonna have to ask you to use the poor door. And just uh, don't the, make a scene. Don't, be, you, sir. You're crying. You're making a the scene. They'll know if you get dropped off by your driver. Or you you arrive from the train. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like if you get off the train, they know. Yep. Oh, sir, are those uh, are those regular jeans? Yeah, you're gonna have to take the portal. Are, the, are those yeah, Jordans? Are those but, Jordans you're wearing? You yeah, you're not. You're not allowed through this entrance. But yeah. it. But it's funny though how you know people act like racism is only a down south thing. Okay. Well, this is more classism. Well, classism. I mean, we're assuming that classism the poor, slash racism. You're assuming that they would let the black people stay there, and I don't think that's a good assumption to make. <laughs> well, I'm assuming these are white poor people. Okay. <laughs> They're probably pretty pretty stingy <laughs> about the qualifications. Like even they poor aren't poor poor. It's like we'll take the best of the poor, please. Thank you. Not the best of them. Why are you poor? Well, I invested in money with Madoff. Okay, you can stay here. You can stay here. Uh, why are you poor? <laughs> well, you know, uh, systematic oppression, and uh, it's hard to get a job. No, 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 no. no, no. You can get the fuck out. No, you, you don't fuck count. Out. You, yeah, you get no way. You got real problems. No, thank yeah. you. But look at me. I'm light skinned Nope. <laughs> you get out. nope, not light enough. Nope. <laughs> we we only we need Vin Diesel light. We want to take. We want to be like, are you Italian? J L Covan. That's the kind of light <laughs> we're looking for. That's the standard. Yeah. Um. So uh, yeah. Uh, as I mean, any of the unwatched folk who complain about such a convenient <laughs> arrangement, of course, are just being ungrateful. As the mail points out, fellow poor dwarf developer David von Spreckelson explained as much last year is he dutch i feel like he's dutch it sounds like a belgium German, sounds like a german name spreckelson belgium spreckelson don't feel like he's from belgium uh one, <laughs> no one ever said that the goal was full integration of these populations said david von spreckelson senior vice president of toll brothers so now you have politicians talking about that saying how ter- horrible these back doors are I think it's unfair to expect very high-income homeowners who paid a fortune to live in their building to have to be in the same boat as low-income renters. <laughs> you mean breathe the same air as them? Right. <laughs> who are the? But but see, if you really thought that, you wouldn't have made the building to get the tax breaks. <laughs> right. Right. You, you would have just made it all fucking expensive-ass apartments and be done with it. Just basically say you're gonna have the poor people go through the fire escape, like <laughs> bro, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey the man. Hey. <laughs> I borrowed some sugar. <laughs> they gonna be knocking on the yeah. white people's doors. <laughs> oh, oh god damn it! Because as Karen said, they are white. <laughs> hey, Maude, 
<laughs> I borrow your CD player. Uh, <laughs> hey, but I will say this: that is the best location to uh, have your sign saying, "Can you spell some change?" Yep, yep. Best location because uh, you you'll get everything that they don't tip the doorman. Assuming they let you d- do that, I, f- I have a feeling they won't yeah. let you do that. Nah, you won't do. Oh, it'll like, be like, sir, uh, are you one of the poor's? It'd be like Eddie Murphy and trading places. You could just hang yeah. out front with a sign. They'd be like, sir, don't you live here? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Go to the poor door. Damn it. Uh, Kanye West did an interview with GQ, um, and they have the best quotes on on Gawker from the interview. All I did was talk about how I looked up to Justin or to Beyonce looking at what they did, but I'm looking at everything everybody does. I'm looking at what everything T.I. does. I'm looking at everything Lil Wayne does. I'm looking at everything Jeezy does. I'm looking at everything Jay-Z does. I'm looking at everything the Killers do. I'm looking at everything Red Hot Chili Peppers do. I'm looking at everything UT does. I'm looking at everything the Rolling Stone does. I'm looking at ju- that justice, every- at the stuff that justice does. I'm looking at stuff that the Arctic Monkeys do. I'm looking at stuff that TV on radio does. I'm looking at Dr. Dre. I'm looking at Timberland. I'm looking at Pussycat Dolls. So I'm looking at all these different things, and my goal is to take out everybody. My goal is to completely dominate. Yeah, this, How does this he have sounds, time to create music if he always watching other people's stuff? This, this sounds reasonable. This, in his mind, this is reasonable. This sounds pretty busy. I, like, when do you got time to do anything? Like, play with his child? Or well, he's a He talks about that. Newly married and father of, precious ba- of a precious baby, Kanye, like most geniuses, is always one step ahead of the foolish plebes down on earth. Uh, he said uh, he'd like to spend more time with his family, and he'd also like to build an amusement park. But if he stopped watching everybody else, <laughs> he'd do this. I'm sa- I don't. <laughs> like, think he, I don't think you heard the second part. Cut the TV. He said he'd like to and build an no, amusement park. He, right. I'd like to spend more time with my family. Also, like to build an amusement park, nigga. That's a lot of time. <laughs> like, is you know what I mean? Like the music park time is a lot too. I thought it was gonna have it like Never Neverland, uh, and that what Michael Jackson mm-hmm. music park was called. Maybe that's what he wants for his family. I'm still getting <laughs> <laughs> Kanye world and shit. <laughs> Kanye land. I'm still getting acquainted with these jogging pants I threw on. He talked about um, what? Um, these are quotes from the article. We don't want to work with you because we saw you get mad about running into the sign. Uh, um, so I would get mad if I ran into a sign too. I'm a porcupine. I'm a blowfish. Um, which I guess means he's tough to deal with. I guess is this about his ego? No, this just they just because he out said he had saying. a big ego. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's big. But yeah, he was talking about his dick. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I was making fun of like, is yeah. this was just really about talking about he kind of get comfortable in these jogging pants? <laughs> I wouldn't want, I wouldn't want to hurt anyone. I want to defend people. I want to help people. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I guess I had to read it in context because this shit is confusing. Right, because it just sound like chopped up, sliced sentences. Yeah. So you know, but uh, you know, Kanye is a quotable motherfucker, dog. It's one of the things I like about him. Every time he does an interview with some can't miss shit because he's going to say something crazy. Yep. And, uh, you know, I'm okay with that. I can't even get mad at it. Um, Can he just put out a good album? That's that's really all I want. That's a lot to ask, Justin. That's that's really all I want. I think you need to calm down with that, okay, buddy? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, that's all i want all right that's that's too much the, the last album was nice can we just can he just work on the album and not dial it back do the interviews dial it back a couple notches okay can he can he just not spend time with his family and his wife and i, uh, I and saw just a, make an album 
I saw an advertisement for that I think you guys need to hear. Um, it's for a phone line. And uh, it's probably my favorite thing I saw on the Damn internet. Damn it, Comcast. Doing phone lines? Not yeah. <laughs> it's probably my favorite thing I saw on the internet. Sup, nigga. What's up? You want to talk some shit? Call me. Start some shit, bitch. What's <laughs> up, fool? You gonna talk shit about me, homie? Where you from? Hundreds of niggas is waiting for your motherfucking call, and they all talking shit about you right now. You wanna sell that shit? Call these motherfuckers ASAP. Yeah, I said some shit. What? Man, fuck you and your bone spurs. The hardest niggas is standing by, ready to pick up that phone. Buff niggas. Dark niggas, <laughs> Asian niggas, white niggas. Suck my dick, bitch. Fuck you. One two one three three seven three four two five three. Just dial, nigga. I'll fuck you up. Deaf niggas. Classic <laughs> niggas. Racist niggas. Mystery niggas. Psycho niggas. Dog niggas. Jewish niggas. You got some motherfucking nerds calling me out Shabbat on some little bullshit ass nigga. Better calm that shit down and come around here and show me some fucking respect before me and my Jewish niggas come up here and beat your ass nigga. Off top. Niggas talking shit. Call now. Four ninety nine per minute. <laughs> Damn. What the hell? Um, shouts out to me and LB. No light skinned niggas are part of this ad. <laughs> <laughs> we were what? not hurt or endangered during the making of this advertising. <laughs> Dude, I saw that shit on Facebook, and that's the greatest thing of all time. Dog skin niggas. Dog. DMX dog niggas. <laughs> dog niggas. Dude, that shit said Jewish niggas. It was just a regular ass black dude. I want to do rag. Say, how you gonna call me on Shabbat? No front teeth. <laughs> dude, that the white dude was like white niggas. <laughs> like fuck you, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, the mystery. The, ironically, the mystery niggas were the dudes with hoodies on. Oh man, they're mystery. Want to talk some shit? <laughs> Call <laughs> these, niggas. these niggas. All right, um, buff niggas, <laughs> dark niggas. <laughs> shit like a fucking uh, skit from uh, from uh, Lawyer Squad. Uh, all right, so um, the Daily News is now reporting uh, that Eric Gardner, who uh, we talked about. He died um, after being uh, choco, put in a choco by cops. It's all caught on film. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, the police report does not mention the choco, which is a move that has been uh, illegal and outlawed for 20 years in, for the NYPD. I wonder why. Um, even though we have it on film right here. Of course, they didn't put it in there, even though it's something they physically did. Um, cops heard Eric Garner cry that he couldn't breathe. A report captured officers violently taking him to the ground. And even Mayor de Blasio said he believes the asthmatic father of six was put in the chokehold. But an NYPD internal report prepared right after his death on Staten Island last Thursday plays down the incident with supervising officers failing to note the chokehold and insisting Garner was not in great distress. Sergeant Dehan Saminath told interviewers that the 43-year-old cigarette peddler was in cuffs with cops, maintaining control of him, and that he did not appear to be in great distress. Man, man they used such disrespect calling him a peddler. 
Mm-hmm. Like, like you stay woke. Like, like why would they call him a peddler? Mm-hmm. The preliminary report obtained by the Daily News shows, uh, let's see, Sergeant Kenny and Ad- Adonis told investigators pro- probing the death that the, perpetu- the perpetu- ugh, perpetrators, the perpetrators' condition did not seem serious and that he did not appear to get worse. He just died, right? He didn't appear to be worse. He just went straight to dead. Despite those words, Adonis also said she believed she heard the perpetrator state that he was having difficulty breathing. Now, we've all heard the tape. It's clear as fucking day. Yeah. And that person wasn't as close as those police officers were. A witness who talked to investigators told of a more violent scene. Taisha Allen, 36, says she saw the two officers take Garner by the arms, put him on the ground, and then and that he struck his head and shoulder on the ground and was telling officers he couldn't breathe. She also said an officer in the green shirt, Daniel Patelio, had his knee on Mr. Garner's back and was ordering him to put his hands behind his back. He's the officer who appeared to put Garner in the chokehold while taking him down. Even from Italy, de Blasio said he was fairly fairly sure. Uh, even from Italy, okay. De Blasio said he was fairly yeah, sure. Yeah, because he's in Italy. Oh, okay. He's okay. out of he's out of state. He was fairly sure what transpired as an individual with no expert in law enforcement looked like a chokehold to me. Said de Blasio. Yeah, they made him. He had to speak about it in another country. Wow. He said he didn't want to comment on what he thought should happen to the officers involved. I emphasize that you need a full investigation because all sides need to be heard and all evidence looked at. So. Yep, dog. Um, didn't even put it in a police report. Let's play our games. I know I w- would have played on that, but honestly, man, that story pisses me off too much to play the game. Right. Um, here we go. We're just fucking with those black people. We're just fucking with those blacks. We're just fucking with fucking with black people. That's right, guys. It's time to play the game that pisses us all off, but makes us laugh inside. It's fucking with black people, where we rate different articles from zero to one hundred on how much we feel fucked with. Today's contestants: KKK cops and a man who claimed a country. All right, remember those KKK cops from Florida? Mm-hmm. Well, apparently. The ex-wife of one of the cops is saying that the police chief made the other cops join the KKK. What? What? Ann Honeywell said in 2008 through 2009, she and her ex-husband successfully infiltrated the United Northern and Southern Knights chapter of the KKK in an undercover capacity. I wonder what she had to do to successfully infiltrate. See, they didn't really. See, that's the thing. They didn't really join the Klan, guys. It was all an undercover operation. Mm-hmm. That the police weren't aware of. Mm-hmm. That they were very. It was very. It was. Well, see, that's because it was black ops. It was well, white ops. It was extremely white ops. Yeah. White white power ops. It was white power ops, and mm-hmm. they had they. You know, it was on a need to know basis, and nobody needed to know, guys. He claimed former. She claimed that former police chief James Ism uh, received. <laughs> ism. Anything with ism is not good. Yeah, received allegations. Mm-hmm. About an officer in the department, James Elkins, uh, was involved in a supremacist group. But she said, Ism assigned George and Ann Hunwell to follow up with the matter. Now, why would he assign her? She's just his wife. Uh, Ann Hunwell stated that her ex-husband did not share the KKK ideology, but agreed to join in the spirit of undercover investigation. Uh, Elkins did quit in 2009 after photos of him in the Klan 
uh uniform serviced. But see, he was just <laughs> he was undercover too, guys. Even though he told them to do it. Um so he was deeper than they were. Mm-hmm. But Ism denies he ordered the Hunwells to track him. Deputy Chief, so she's making he's like, No, it was an undercover plot. I just hate niggers. And she's like, No, Remember the undercover plot, wink, wink. <laughs> I need my pension for my ex-husband who gives me half. Right. Deputy Chief David Borst also quit last week after the FBI discovered evidence of his KKK ties. And Hunwell didn't indicate if he was part of the supposed undercover operation. So what about David Borst? Who? The other KKK member on the force? Um, he... Um, you know what? I never heard of him. I don't, I'm just going <laughs> to stop my lie right here. Is he black or white? And then he was in on it. Um, from zero to a ah! hundred guys, what would you give it? I'm going with a hundred just cause of, uh, Eric Garner. <laughs> yeah. I got to go a hundred. You read that story first. So Care? it's a hundred. What about you, Karen? Oh, it's a hundred. All right. Yeah. KKK cops always a hundred for me. Cause I mean, how am I supposed to tell the difference? <laughs> You know what I mean? Uh, what, nah, you I don't undercover know you're or not? Undercover. Where they yeah. undercover? They under them sheets. I don't know what the fuck that means. You know how fast you were going, boy, sir? Why do you have a rope? <laughs> Just I don't. I mean, I don't think gasoline in the cross is gonna solve this one. I don't think I was going that fast. You was going that fast, boy. <laughs> you was going lynching feet. Don't you be don't you be poking your lips out at me because you done got caught speeding. Right. Mm, that quivering don't work on me, boy. You think I don't know about the uh Letty Mae Daniels lip acting school, boy? That's not gonna work on me. They I know teach, all your lip tricks. They teach us that in the class. Mm-hmm. Go and get the quivering. Get it out the way. But my lips Don't you see shaking? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's when you know it's real. A Virginia man plants a flag and claims an African country, calling it the Kingdom of North Sudan. <laughs> oh, okay. Jeremy, Jeremiah Heaton claims an 800 square mile swath of African desert and names his daughter the Princess. Jeremiah Heaton was playing with his daughter in their Abingdon, Virginia home. Abingdon? Okay. Home last week, winter, when she asked whether she could be a real prisoner. Heaton, a father of three who works in the mining industry, didn't want to make any false promises to Emily, then six, who was big on being a princess, but he still said yes. As a parent, you sometimes go down paths you never thought you would, Heaton said. Within months, Heaton took his white ass journeying through the desolate southern stretches of Egypt and into an unclaimed 800 square mile patch of arid desert. There on June 16th, Emily's seventh birthday, he planted a blue flag with four stars and a crown on a rocky hill. The area, a sandy expanse sitting along the Sudanese border, morphed from what locals call Bir Tawil into what Heaton and his family call the Kingdom of North Sudan. There, Heaton is the self-described king and Emily is his princess. I know they didn't say his white ass, but I knew he was white because they don't the people walking around claiming shit. Right. Like, people don't live there or have any <laughs> Right. My baby girl said she wanted to be the princess. Like, Ain't nobody so, on this land. You know what? I'm going to take someone else's country, and she can be a princess there. I also promised her that she would have a white car, and I like yours. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to show my kids I would literally go to the ends of the earth to make their wishes and dreams come true. Sheila Carapico, 
professor of political science and international studies at the University of Richmond told Bristol, the Bristol Herald Courier last week that Heaton would need legal recognition from neighboring countries, the United Nations, or other groups to have actual political control of the land. Heaton, who ran for Congress out of Virginia's 9th District <laughs> in 2012 and lost, plans to reach out to the African Union for assistance in formally establishing... <laughs> Formally establishing the kingdom of North Sudan. I can't wait for that meeting. So he, so he goes here to black people there. Y'all want me to own this, right? Aren't yeah. y'all, I'll own this now. Y'all, y'all on my side, right? Exactly. This is going to look like that picture of the black delegation, uh, Twitter, like whatever it's like, uh, black people are upset. Have y'all seen that picture? I'll put it in chat. Karen, what are you going to say? <laughs> I, um, it's not like this land isn't somebody else's land already. You just mm-hmm. be like, I'm going to take this land. <laughs> well, he go get them to help him own the land. Right. <laughs> right. He get, he get them to help him take their land. And you from another country, you don't live there. <laughs> Why? Well, I don't mind helping you claim this land. I, I well, used to own it, but you know what? You own it now. You, you claimed it outright, fair and square, so it's yours. So, now I'm going to help you legally own it. So what's going to happen when uh, a war breaks out and somebody decides to take your land with you with you and your four people that live there? This is their land now. Um, you saw the movie Glory. He's going to get black people to still, the Africans, and they're they going to fight his war for him. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, let me uh, put this He's in the chat. Don't, don't, you, don't you visit while it's going on because he'll employ you as well right yeah he's like no my country got slavery we 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 ain't over there yet that's one of our laws yeah that's yeah you you and your american laws could go somewhere mm-hmm. but over here and whatever the fuck he named this country Dog, that picture of the negro community <laughs> frowns upon your shenanigans that's what that's what his meeting with the africans gonna look like hey guys i was just wondering if uh it was okay if you guys would just, you know, recognize the sovereignty of the kingdom of Northern Sudan. Uh, what, what's the population? <laughs> well, it's just me and my princess right now. And, uh, we're hoping to get some more, uh, some more occupants at some point. Maybe we'll ship them in. Yeah, not going to uh, Some surrounding countries. But, uh, you know, I'd just like to get you guys' take on it. Uh, how much land did you claim again? Uh, 800 square miles. <laughs> Uh, you know, I tried to keep it, uh, you know, a legitimately small sized area. Uh, just enough for me and my daughter. Okay. So if you guys, uh, you know, if you guys, uh, would like to contribute, you know, I know that you guys get a lot of aid from America. If you could like spread some of the wealth, mm-hmm. we love some rice and some wheat. Okay. You, you know, ironically, I, I hope he is allowed to have some of that country because I don't imagine his immune system. <laughs> you gonna catch malaria like he'll get he'll catch something and he'll die there and no one else will have to deal with him or his daughter representatives from egyptian and sudanese embassies in washington did not respond to requests for comment of course not heaton says his claim over the beer well is legitimate he argues that planting the flag which his children designed is exactly how several other countries, including what became the United States, were historically claimed. The key difference, Heaton said, is that in those historical cases of imperialism were acts of war, while his is an act of love. <laughs> he go, he go quote history. He quoted 
it's like street harassment like no bitch this an act of love me grabbing your, your ass you love it right yeah mm. i'm not it's not like i'm it's not like an act of war i'm just i'm grabbing your titties because i love them so much he quoted history for his argument man yeah. and you know what this is the sum of you telling your baby you 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 not saying no now yeah. when i say you people i mean you people yeah yeah you, you people you people uh, fucking ridiculous. I found the nation. No disrespect. No disrespect. I found the nation in love. I founded the nation in love <laughs> for my daughter. After he promised his daughter that she would be a princess, he began searching online for unclaimed land the world over. When focusing his search on Latin terms, terra nullius, 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 okay, nullius, uh, meaning land belonging to no one, he stumbled across information on Bar Will. He said a border dispute between Sudan and Egypt left the land as unclaimed territory. About halfway between where the Nile crosses into Sudan and Egypt's coast uh, along the Red Sea. He must not know they still do arranged marriages in that country. Um, But this is his country, so they won't be doing that. Right, but he will have to still get along with the neighboring countries. Mm -hmm. uh, Like Karen said, otherwise it's war. Right. And he's going to have to marry her off at by nine ten years old um i like that and he decided to move to the place where a conflict had happened <laughs> in the right. past it's like this is where the border dispute is and it was Civil so wars. it was so much like animosity we had to make part of the land like nobody's because we want to fuck each other up so bad and it was like oh, okay i want to live there mm-hmm. and he's gonna want to you know build a railroad to have supplies so they're gonna build and run a train you know build a train for the country and run a train on his daughter when she's of age um good luck with that i hope like i said i hope he's allowed to move there him and his daughter this research lady hopefully he- a mosquito gets a hold of them and bites that ass. The people gonna kill him. He gonna camp out there if he want to. This research led Heaton to seek permission from Egyptian authorities to travel to the remote, unpopulated plot of sand, explaining his cause. At first, even he was skeptical of his own plan. I was fearful of going into a toxic environment, he said. Once he got permission, the former emergency services director for a local county headed to Egypt and spent a few days there before arriving in Bar- Abir Tahrir. His perspective of the region quickly changed as he traveled. I cannot, I cannot stress how kind and generous the Egyptian people are, Heaton said. I mean, they'll just give you your land. The next step in Heaton's plan is to establish positive relationships with Sudan and Egypt by way of converting his kingdom into an agricultural production center as his children, uh, especially Emily, wanted. So, mm-hmm. Him and that little girl going to get ate by some fucking lions roaming around or some shit or zero, whatever's out there. The desert zero. has them now. Zero to a hundred for the kingdom of North Sudan. That's a hundred. Karen? <laughs> 800 miles of land. <laughs> as far as the eye can see. Right. Karen? Yeah, see, he, he gets a hundred. Alright, I give it a hundred also. Um, let's play our next game. Um, where's my music? Uh, now that it's time for some guess the race. That's right, it's guess the race time. Now that it's time for some guess the race. Guess the race. That's right, it's guess the race time. That's right, it's time for guess the race. The number one game going across all the podcast land where we read and play news articles from all over the globe and we ask our contestant today, J. Triz Nail Triz Nathaniel to you to guess the race. I don't cry. Race is naive. 
And the chat room plays along and they're quite racist. All right. Here is the first one. All right. He won three at 11, busted. A Newport News couple is facing charges after they say <laughs> they called the police for help. This all centers around a poker game, one that cops say was illegal. That couple says the charge is a misdeal. Here's News Channel 3's Reed Andrews. They bled. Husband and wife posing for their mug shots. A 180 for Jennifer and Adam Shalane, who own a business and run a law practice here on Main Street in Newport oh, News. No, they white. Two weeks ago, <laughs> they were busted by police for hosting an illegal poker game inside their office. They called the cops after three armed men broke in and stole 11 grand during one of the games. Jennifer says one of the men put a gun in the face of Adam's father, saying, quote, old man, I know you've got the money. They called police and investigators quickly realized an illegal poker game was going on. Jennifer stepped in and told all the poker players they didn't have to talk to investigators and that she would be their lawyer if they needed one. <laughs> Jennifer says that rubbed police the wrong way, and that's why she says she and her husband are facing illegal gambling charges. The Shalanes are trying to figure out what their best bet is. They could take a potential plea deal, that is, if one's offered to them. Or they could decide to go all in as poker martyrs. Adam and Jennifer say they may argue that poker is not gambling at all since skill is just as important as luck. Court documents show the Shalanes owned up to everything to police, but they say in part of the search warrant they're misquoted. Jennifer denies she ever told police the robbers did not get much money because they did not know about the hidden money upstairs. In fact, they wiped them out taking 11000 everything but a grand Jennifer says she always keeps in her bra. The search warrants allowed police to take tax and business records, poker chips, and computers from their office and home. They say that seizure has drastically hindered their business. Hardtofindpartysupplies.com is one of the businesses the Shalanes own, and they say their poker games weren't a moneymaker. They insist they didn't even take a cut from any of the action going on on their four tables. They just loved playing poker and preferred to host rather than to go to any of the other games in the area. In Newport News, Reed Andrews. Four tables? I, I wanted to say black so bad once That's you said Newport them. News because I've never met anyone white from Newport News area. And I visited. I didn't see anyone white while I visited. Uh, but they white. They own a business. They lawyers. They out here feeling entitled to shit. Like, we can break the law, and why are you prosecuting us? And they snitching all at the same time. They got <laughs> their friends involved. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. All I, right, I, I, I represent room. you. I'll get you out. Let's check the chat room. Yes, I stole this land, and yes, I displaced those brown people, but <laughs> I did it for my little cheesy. I mean, God. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, Leonard Brothers. <laughs> I'm so glad you're outside. They had to. <laughs> Izzy, <laughs> Izzy. They had they had to host an illegal they had to host an illegal poker game because nearly everyone else in Newport News plays spades and bidwist white. <laughs> Never bet on white. Entitled white people, the Joker white and white white white. The correct answer <laughs> is uh white conquerors. The correct answer is and everybody got it white. All right, let's go to the next one. Um, 
a highly touted brooklyn principal was yanked from her post monday three days after the state police caught her trying to smuggle heroin into a maximum security prison upstate with a 10 year old in tow public school uh 28 principal sadie silver 40 of bushwick was arrested friday with michael uh, with michael acosta 34 and the cops caught the educator and her partner carrying heroin and prescription drugs into Coxsackie Correctional Facility. Coxsackie, you know this rape in there. <laughs> Cox and sex. And then Coxsackie. Cox and sex. Uh, Silver and Acosta, Acosta face felony charges of promoting prison contraband and criminal possession of a controlled substance, as well as a misdemeanor charge of endangering the welfare of a child since they had a 10-year-old with them when they were collared. State Police Major Patrick Reagan said Silver and Acosta had arrived from a previously arranged visit with the inmate at the 1000 inmate prison for men in Greene County when they intended to pass off the drugs. Silver and Acosta were found to to possess a quantity of heroin and suboxone. I don't know what that is. Mm -hmm which they were attempted to deliver to the inmate. Reagan said in a statement, Silver and Acosta brought a 10-year-old child with them while they attempted to deliver the narcotics. The two would-be smugglers were both released on bond. They each faced possible prison time if convicted of their alleged charges. City education officials removed Silver from the job after hearing of her arrest and reassigned her to an administrative center away from her students. We've reassigned her away from her school pending outcome of her case, said Education Department spokeswoman Maggie Feinberg. Silver will continue to draw her salary of one hundred and twenty nine thousand nine hundred twenty dollars. Mm-hmm. Six figures. Six figures. Hey, she this all a plot so she can bring more drugs into the prison by actually being in the prison. When right. they conspiracy brother Jones, they, they only got the drugs that she wanted them to find. And 9-11 was an inside job. Mm-hmm. I Bef- hear you 5%. Before her arrest, Silver was known as an up-and-coming school teacher who overcame her own troubled childhood to serve the, commu- the children in the community where she grew up. Oh. In 2012, Daily News profile, Silver explained that she was a teen mother who dropped out of high school but rose above the challenges to earn two master degrees. She was working in city schools since 1996. She ain't need a man. She could do it by her damn self. Mm-hmm. I'm just kidding. It was teachers that believed in me that got me to where I am today, Silver said in the article, with praise gains, which, which praise gains in reading scores at the school under her leadership. But that year, Silver was slapped with a $1,500 fine by the City Conflict of Interest Board for using her position to land her brother a data entry job at her school. <laughs> Reached at home in Bushwick one day, Silver's mother, Denise Ortiz, 47, was still reeling in shock after her daughter's arrest. I don't know what happened, said Ortiz. Who wouldn't reveal the nature of Silver's relationship with Acosta or identify the child who was traveling with them when they were pinched? She went to college, and I taught her to do the right thing. Her record speaks for itself. A relative who answered the door at Acosta's home said Acosta is Silver's boyfriend, and the child they brought within the jail is Silver's daughter. He's been trying to stay away from trouble. So guess the race of um, Mrs. Sadie Silver. Um, I'm going to go with Hispanic looking like Angela from Power. All right. Let's check the chat room and see what they believe. Because you are saying silver like V-A. No, silver. Oh. E-R, like silverware. Hmm. Still going. Uh, Her mother's name is Ortiz. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I'm gonna stick with Hispanic. I'm still gonna stick with it. Blanco, ride or die Latina, says the chat room. White people who thought weeds was instructional. <laughs> Uh, J Lo from the cell block. <laughs> uh, well, don't be hating on the the um things that she's got. Okay, um, she's just trying to be uh J Lo from the cell block. Um, all right, and let's see. Any more guesses? Saltine Jenny from the block. The correct answer is Karen. What race is she? That's a good one. What do you think? She looks black to me. I'm going to go with black, too. Karen is going with black. We're going with black. That means Justin missed it. I'm sorry, Justin. She looked black. Her hair is blonde. She did look black. Well, I'm assuming she's black. That's how her boyfriend looked, too. And nobody in the chat room gets black. Everybody got their own. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll put the chat. I'll put the picture in the chat room. You guys can judge for yourself. But uh, sometimes, you know, we just get it. People get it wrong, man. See, racism can't be right all the time, or else uh, what would be the point of doing the show? <laughs> um, let me see if I can get this in here. Yeah, um, she look black, y'all. Yeah, you guys can click on that link to see her picture. Um, man, she was the principal. <laughs> right. right. What the fuck? Like, you trying Making to... six digits, dog. Word. Yeah, selling heroin, selling smack. Boo this man. <laughs> uh, right. Pooty second but round. Uh huh. How ghetto was that school? Huh? Hell, <laughs> looking like that is the principal. Right. right. I like, feel like if my kid went there, I'd be like, "Yeah, dog, um, you're getting out of here." Right? Right. <laughs> they ain't learning right. shit right now. Yeah. They do a hair <laughs> during class yeah. time. Nails. What's that uh, movie? Dangerous Minds. Like that's mm-hmm. that school. <laughs> yeah. Right now. Like you go to that school, you go. Well, you're spending most time living in the gangster. <laughs> Yeah. Joe Claude, come save us. She bringing dope into school. <laughs> right. You smoke crack, don't you? Well, I brought some crack. <laughs> Mr. Claude, he got in from the inside. <laughs> I heard Kid Ray getting beat up. All right, here we go. Uh, here we go. Double the points and the rays. Double the points and the race. That's right. It's the bonus round of guess the race where everything's worth double the points and double the racism. So far, Justin is two for one, one for one, actually. Yeah. One and one. So, uh, this is a big, big one to get him over the hump. Here we go. Good luck to you. What happened to my sound? Oh, that's right. I have muted it. Let's try it. If I win, can I get a game of bullet ball? Patients of a former John Hopkins gynecologist who secretly photographed women during pelvic exams will receive a record payout from the hospital, $190 million. 11 News' Kate Amara is live at Johns Hopkins with the update tonight. Kate. Donna, the agreement announced today is being called one of, if not the largest settlement of its kind in the country, a class action case regarding sexual misconduct by a doctor. $190 $190 million. million. dollars. Cash. It's a huge settlement, $190 million. And at this point, the parties involved have given the proposal a green light to go forward. The judge, Johns Hopkins Hospital, and the plaintiffs, more than 8,000 former patients of Hopkins gynecologist Dr. Nikita Levy, who for years secretly filmed his patients during exams. These women were 
and are extraordinarily upset, <laughs> in fear, dismayed, angry, and anxious. So traumatized, according to the lead plaintiff's attorney, many have stopped seeing any kind of doctor. Right. Jonathan Shakur says the next step in this class action case is to determine the level of trauma and then how much money each plaintiff will receive. An attorney for Hopkins called the settlement proposal fair. And properly balances the concerns of Dr. Levy's former patients with the obligations of the health system to provide ongoing superior care to the community. The allegations came to light in February 2013 with a pen-shaped camera that he wore around his neck, investigators say. <gasps> Dr. Levy took some 1,200 videos and 140 photographs of his patients. He was never charged. He killed himself last year while under investigation. Damn. And authorities say they have found no evidence that he shared the images with others. Represents the beginning of a long healing, healing process in our community. We will have closure, and we can now all begin to put this catastrophic chapter behind us. I think he will. Today, the, the plaintiff's attorney said they discovered children <laughs> were among Dr. Levy's victims and that 62 of them are still minors. The settlement still needs oh. final approval from a judge, and Hopkins says all the money to pay for it will come from insurance. Reporting live from Hopkins tonight, I'm Kate Amara, WBAL TV 11 News. Man, I mean, I do believe in doing jobs that you love, you know, but I think that's taking it a little too far. He definitely got the picture somewhere stored in his will, and once they settle the case, the, they'll will it out to whoever he designated. I feel like a perv gyno got to be like every woman's worst nightmare. Right. Like, he took the time to go to school for that shit. Right. Like, that, that's a perv with a plan, bro. That's like the Shawshank of perverts. <laughs> he started that back in high school. Right. Right. And that's why some uh, women don't like uh, male gynecologists. They'll tell you, if it ain't a female, I'm not fucking with it. Or, ladies, if you start fucking every guy in high school and make sure everyone gets some, then you wouldn't have to worry about this because he wouldn't create plans because he's not getting any loving. That's right. It's your oh, fault, Lord. women, and you need to stop this. I'm okay? trying to help y'all out, but you don't want to okay? listen. First of all, you forced me to street harass you, and I'm sick of that shit. <laughs> right. right. Then you're going to start this now? What am I supposed to do? I'm a nice guy. Right. I'm right. a very nice guy. I don't rape anybody that y'all know You got to stop opening up the doors for these women. Yeah. I, I pretend to I, I care what you're talking about. Yeah. This is how you repay me? Yep. Sending me to prison for taking pictures of your vagina? What? You know what? If we live in a world where y'all can't take a picture of your vagina when I'm giving you an exam, mm -mm. then I don't want to live in this country. Um, aren't women awoke during this process? Yeah. Well, it's a hidden camera. Here's the thing that you really well, got to I thought ask. he said it was wearing it around his neck. No, it's in, it was in his pocket of his white coat. Oh. Here's yeah, the question you really had to ask, Justin. This is the question that a lot of men have to ask themselves. Mm-hmm. People go to the gynecologist when they have vagina problems. Oh, you're going for your annual. Or your annual. Well, I'm just saying. A lot of the country, they a do A lot go. of his pictures had to be of some not tip-top conditioned vaginas. For research. Right. This was for research. Like that. Right. I'm, you know, now me personally, I'm not a big fan of the close-up of the vagina. It's not my personal, of my fetishes. It's not my top. 27 at least you know what i mean <laughs> like it's just not 
it's not one of those things i care about you know what i mean if i was like a titty professional or something like i could see me having like a collection of everybody's titties i, I couldn't see myself i think i would get sick of seeing vaginas like especially ones that were not in good condition <laughs> like i would hate coming to work every day but like i gotta go see these vaginas baby i'm i'll be back be like it'd be worse than true bud <laughs> seeing fucked up vaginas all day for a living right and 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 being young but being young and naive i've dealt with a doctor like that and that took pictures of your vagina not that took pictures at least i, hope <laughs> I, they say, Dad, Shit, Karen, I don't know Karen, Karen, i mean but, but i had these internet streets <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know it mm-hmm. right across that one, might be right right across one day now that looks awfully yeah. familiar right, i've been knows. it I've, I've been there before this like, god he got to show up at your job <laughs> with the phone in hand. Is this you? Is this you? He's the only one that got caught, so who knows? You're going to tell him you can't handle the truth. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you're ready for this jelly. I <laughs> sure ain't. Uh, but yeah, man, that, uh, you say you had one like this? Yeah, well, you could tell that he was just not happy. Do it like, But that's the only kind of person I want working on my vagina is the dude that I, I don't want a motherfucker that's happy to be there like oh right has a hypo- for me no no oh, no, no, no dancing in the room and no, shit and, i'm no, assuming ryan has a hypothetical vagina right yeah. I, I, I don't mean happy like that but just fucking rough because you're basically oh. taking something jamming it up in me and separating that shit yeah. be gentle well don't don't I the agree. women do the, isn't it the process hmm isn't it the process what do you mean like, like they would, like I'm sure I have to assume they were taught by a woman doctor for this process to jam things in there. <laughs> well, maybe because they don't have one and not as sensitive. It's right, like, that's my problem. It's like if a woman, like the first time a woman tries to give you a hand job, and you have to be like, "What the fuck is wrong? Are you trying to rip my dick off?" Right, the first time she gives you a blow job, yeah. she she nipping on you and shit with her it's attached to me. Uh, let's check. So, what race did you guess? I'm going white. I would never attach this crime to another black person. <laughs> let's check you the know, chat you know, room. My, that's when my bigotry is strongest to guess the race. <laughs> Let me check the chat room. So, you willing to lose the match? <laughs> Yo, I lost last. Was it last week or the week before I lost? I was like, I refuse. Willing to lose the match by guessing wrong on purpose. But, <laughs> but what if you're right and it's a white person? Then my <laughs> my bigotry is strong. Okay, let's check the chat room. Cheddar Bay Biscuit, says Linda Brothers. Another example of white America not supporting our black filmmakers. <laughs> that was HC. They were willing to pay that. I would not have been cool until they were happy with how much they had to pay. From the tri- from the tribe that runs Hollywood. Ooh, that's Jew. One of those white Grey's Anatomy's doctors who do anything they want. White man oh, that loved his work a little too much. He didn't want to be a whiter boo in prison white. Want to be a white boo in prison white. There's a separate marker for the irregulars. <laughs> <laughs> the color of Negro's favorite pair of Air Force One is white. Aww. So here it is, guys. The correct answer is, and Justin missed it. He's a black man. Nope. I refuse to believe it. <laughs> I 
I don't think we ever let the crowd get this rough, baby. <laughs> that was specifically with Justin. His, his denial. <laughs> and, uh, Shit, they turning over tables. Uh, I think maybe one person got it right. Maybe, so. Alright, that's enough. That's they're enough. gonna start a, a bar brawl. I, I had did the math. That was only like twenty three thousand. If they just said eight thousand, everybody gets a show. Yeah, it's like twenty three thousand a person. That's. I think it should go by how close up the vagina pictures are. <laughs> like, now, look, my vagina's worth a million. I don't know what you bitches are working with, but that that's him holding a baby, whose vagina he probably took a picture of. Or maybe it should be based on what um, how sick it looks. Like, I, she need a little extra because mm-hmm. he didn't treat it. We know he, he didn't put treat Jova, it. He put your vagina on blast, girl. <laughs> you need to definitely be. All right, sore right, ratchet this time. <laughs> he looked like he was happy to be at work, too. A man was kidnapped at Sword Point Friday. That's oh, a, shit. <laughs> survived earlier WB shooting. Recently, he survived a gunshot wound to the head. Now he survived a kidnapping at Sword Point. Shit. Josh. How do you oh all right J O S U E I don't know how you pronounce that that's a name but I'm gonna say Jose okay <laughs> Jose Vargas 27 was kidnapped from his residence uh, in early hours of of the morning and taken to a dark vacant lot where two men terrorized him with swords with a sword stripped him naked and told him they would kill him if he didn't hand over his bank card. I mean, you already got the card. It's in his pants. Police charge <laughs> Johan, Johan John, Joan John Flacco Guerrero, 27, and Juan Speedy Hernandez. Oh, goddamn. <laughs> Guess the race. 34. With kidnapping, robbery, and related offenses following their arrest shortly after Vargas explained that what officers called a disturbing list of events. The defendants claimed Vargas owed them money from a prior debt and knew he was just paid, according to... No, that does piss you off. And that's why you shitting on the sword. Because he's like, oh, is them New Jordans? Okay, he got paid, y'all. Let's go get our money. The defendant claims Vargas <laughs> owed them money, um, and he had just got paid. The alleged kidnapper struck Vargas in the face and forced him into the vehicle around 1 a.m., after they stripped Vargas at the unknown location. Now, see, that's the part of the crime where <laughs> I get out the car. You know what I mean? I, right. I'm, I'm like the dude at True Blood. I'm not that committed to the crime. <laughs> All right, now let us see your dick. Get naked, nigga. We about to take your shit. I'm like, oh. I don't, I don't care what the script say. Um, I'm out. I'm, but, excuse but, me, guys. Excuse me? Um, Do we need to do that? <laughs> I didn't sign up for this. No, but, it, like, did they put a towel down? <laughs> like, yeah. I don't want his balls. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Whose car oh my, is it? A poster. Whose car is it? Hey guys, um, can we like stop for a second and just think about this? <laughs> I gotta take my kid to 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 school tomorrow in the back of that car, <laughs> and his balls are gonna be right next to where I put the child's care seat. <laughs> just put the seat on the other side. Yeah, just put it on the other side. We got my get my money. Get your balls out, boy. But um, right, but see, it's your money. I'm not getting anything right. out of this. I'm just. I guys, thought I was helping a friend. <laughs> right. You guys just told me you want to ride to Seven Eleven. Uh, back outside Vargas' resident, he lied to his kidnappers about not being able to get them the bank card, saying his roommates wouldn't let him inside. And at some point, he was able to call nine one one, reporting the theft, in order to get officers to arrive. When police responded, they said Vargas was uneasy as he stood outside and would only speak to them in a whisper, in a whisper, urging them to come inside to speak. 
The door closed and Vargas immediately told police he was nervous because one of the kidnappers, Guerrero, was sitting on the steps door. On the steps next door. Damn. Hey, the chat room is quite racist, man. I know. I I'm was... not going to say his name. <laughs> but he said this is Aaron Hernandez's cousin who couldn't afford a gun. Officers arrested Guerrero. I, I want to spend his life. <laughs> Cause you know, Aaron will be home soon. Yeah, man. Yeah, you. Yeah, do we say your name in these streets? You be we are done. Protecting the identity. <laughs> Officers arrested Guerrero on scene a short time later after learning Hernandez's address. Uh, police arrested him there without incident. The kidnappers were jail Friday at the Luzerne County Correctional Facility. Each unable to post one hundred thousand dollars straight cash bail. <laughs> straight cash. Straight cash on me. On me. Uh, the preliminary hearings are scheduled for ten a.m. July twenty second. Earlier this year, Vargas was shot in the head following the road, <laughs> following the road rage incident. How much Shit. cash is he getting? Cause like he cashed his check and was waving it around and wow. somebody got mad. Like, got, you got money on you all the time. He got bad luck. <laughs> the May 15th shooting stemmed from an argument over the driving of Vargas' neighbor, Teresa Ransom. The affidavit said witnesses observed Vargas yelling at Teresa, I mean, Teresa Ransom to drive slower as she sped down a one way street. While Vargas was removing a child from a car, she hit the brakes, yelled back that she would have her husband handle this. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> and handled it, he did. Yes, he did. Nothing worse than that feeling. <laughs> the final destination, man. You can't run from it. Surveillance footage police sees later that from the Ransom's address showed the station wagon driving down the street before Teresa Ransom walked back to her home. Apparently agitated. Police say Tony Ransom came out of the house with a shotgun and a black ski mask and walked down the block. Shit. Ransom told police he was looking for the man who fought with his wife. Police reported when Vargas appeared at the top of the stairs of the home and said he argued with Ransom's wife, Ransom fired five shotgun blasts at Vargas. Police said wounding him in the head, face, arm, and hand. Vargas was treated and released from the hospital the same day. <laughs> That'd be a terrible shot. Tony Ransom is awaiting a formal arraignment in August. On a slew of charges, including two counts of aggravated assault, discharging a firearm into an occupied structure and illegal possession of a firearm. Teresa Ransom is attempted, awaiting her preliminary hearing set later this month with charges of hindering apprehension uh, for helping her husband <laughs> evade authorities following the incident and two counts of aggravated assault. She hit him in the trunk. Like Ray Caruth. <laughs> yep, she hit him in the trunk. We're going to get you out of here, baby. We're going to Memphis. That's a ride or die woman right there, boy. Uh, I mean, she right. did kind of instigate the situation. All right, Karen has to do a show uh, with Whiskey Wine and Moonshine, so we really got to go. Uh, thank you, everybody, for coming out. We'll be back tomorrow. Until then, I love you. I love you, too, baby. I love y'all, too. Yeah, I love you, Karen. <laughs> I love you, too, baby. <laughs> <laughs>